It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Podcast Network. (laughs) I'm Radio (laughs) Matt. And I'm Mo. We are caffeine-fueled and ready to talk your ears off. I'm not sure I have enough caffeine. <laughs> I don't think you do. This, maybe it's too much. Maybe too much. This week on the show, we're taking a look at the four classic sitcoms that are fueling the streaming wars. And we got a lot of fun stuff before that, too. And let's start by celebrating some holidays. Mm-hmm. Monday, September 12th, is National Chocolate Milkshake Day. Mm. I love a good chocolate mm, milkshake. Me too. You know who doesn't have a good chocolate milkshake? McDonald's. Facts. Right, because it's vanilla. Yeah, it's just It's vanilla. vanilla that they sprinkled some of the chocolate powder on top, and yeah. they're hoping that it gets down to the and, mm, It never does. It's only a chocolate milkshake for the last few sips. <laughs> My milkshake brings... <laughs> yep. It's also National Day of Encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can do better, McDonald's. There's your encouragement. <laughs> And it's National Video Games Day. Yeah, Video Games Day. Video Games. Video Games. Video. Uh-huh. I don't do a lot of. Uh, I don't do a lot of video gaming lately. It's bumming me out. Don't Is have it? a whole lot of time for it. I saw we. Yeah. I heard about the whole. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say anything right what? now. Never mind. <laughs> The whole ordeal with Among Us. Yeah, it's not an ordeal. It's it's a growing pain thing. There's no real controversy you around it. You realize that just... that's why I like backed out when I backed out, right? <laughs> yeah. I got tired of it. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't deal. I understand. And, and it's been, what, six months that I haven't played, and now y'all are like, oh, okay, yeah. I understand. It just mm-hmm. it had to happen. That's what happens when th- something gets too popular. It's a good problem to run into. Sure. I have too many people excited to play that we have to split the game up. Uh, and uh, so far, not going all that smoothly, but hopefully it'll get better. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Tuesday, September 13th is National Ants on a Log Day. (laughs) (laughs) Did you eat ants on a log when you were a kid? No, I don't. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. well, still, I don't like celery. Oh. When I was a kid, I did not. I like cooked celery. Ugh. Like celery in chicken noodle soup. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's fine. yum. But I don't like, I don't go out of my way for it. Mmm, yum. Mm. But raw, uncooked celery, like... Mm, mm -mm. Delicious. No, I can't, because it's got like all the... The veins in it? Fibers. Yeah, I can't Not do it. veins, but fibers. They are veins. Um, one of my favorite things on the planet is to get one of those you know small things of Jif peanut butter and a whole bag of celery and just nope. scoop See, and when eat. I was a kid, I didn't like peanut butter. What? And what I only liked you? my raisins covered in chocolate. I don't like... So, see, ants on a log implies it's the peanut butter in the celery with raisins on uh-huh. top. I can't do the raisins part. No? No. Mm. That doesn't mix well with me. Mm. I like raisins. I just not in that form. Not with peanut butter and celery. 
That's a little bit odd. I will. I will say why. <laughs> I, because I think that I didn't that, like celery or peanut butter, but it's weird that you don't like raisins on it. <laughs> I think that that may be like the only way that a lot of people do enjoy raisins. Really? I really do think so. I think that that's how it became a thing. Like some random uh, stay-at-home mom one day was like, "We got all these raisins that we need to." eat. How am I going to get my kids to eat them? We'll sprinkle them on everything that we serve them and see what, yeah. what sticks. What sticks? <laughs> I, um, the only way I like raisins really is in mountain trail mix. Yeah. It's got a little bit of saltiness mm-hmm. on it too. That is that true. Salt and sweet. And yeah. And it's also national bald is beautiful day. That's right. I was <laughs> for the benefit of those on stream. You get to see it. The bald. All its glory. My bald head. The the, yep. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. And National Peanut Day. It's also less maintenance. My head kind of looks like a peanut. <clears throat> Maybe that's why they're on the same day. Uh, now we just need to... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mo had a real, real stopgap <laughs> moment there of, you know... Maybe not. Maybe we don't go this direction. <laughs> good big going to say an oatmeal raisin cookies. Get the heck out of here, good oh, big they're my favorite. <laughs> oatmeal raisin cookies are my favorite, favorite cookie ever. Barf. Oh, I love them. Barf. Love them. Barf on a log. Not peanut cookie. Oatmeal <laughs> raisin. Wednesday, September 14th is National Gobstopper Day. Mm-hmm. I do not like gobstoppers, but my kid does. Why? Because... I don't know. They're such a creative candy. No, it's not. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No. Why not? Why Why are they? Because it's got multiple different layers of colors that you get to enjoy. That's not a gobstopper. Yeah. Everlasting That's a jawbreaker. No, everlasting gobstoppers. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> they come in a whole little box. They are technically jawbreakers as well, but I mean, they're... Whatever. They got the tart center, which hey, jawbreakers Matt, don't have. It's also National Coloring Day. <laughs> Just like the gobstoppers. You multiple can color colors. with your gobstopper. How about that? <laughs> and National Cream-Filled Donut Day. Mm, not a fan. And National Eat a Hoagie Day. I'm, I'm, a, fan. I'm a fan of that. I yeah. like hoagies. Oh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can eat a cream-filled hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's face. <laughs> She died just for a split second. She's back. That's disgusting. (laughs) Thursday, September 15th is Make a Hat Day. Make a hat. Make a hat. So not wear a hat. Make Make a a hat. hat. Yeah. There's lots of things you can use to make a hat. That's true. I immediately think of Signs with the... The movie? Yeah, the movie Signs with the aluminum foil. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. uh Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I might have to have my students make a hat. <laughs> Figure out who can make the... B- I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do, do it. it. I'm going to make them make a hat. I'm going to make them make a hat. It's make a make a hat day. <laughs> make them make a hat day. All right. Uh, it's also National Double Cheeseburger Day. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love yeah. double cheeseburgers. Yeah. McDonald's does do a good double cheeseburger. Yeah. I prefer- it's all right. It's all right. It's a good... It's a good... It's a good, like, cheap additional... Like side dish double cheeseburger kind of thing. No, it's my main dish. Mm, no. Sorry. Honestly, my side dish is a four-piece nugget. That's uh, my side that's a good dish. Side dish. That's a good yeah. side dish. But honestly, my go-to double cheeseburger is, at least in our town, is actually Burger King. 
they're, I don't really care for Burger King in most cases, but if I just need a, a quick burger, that's where I would like quick to burger. go. Quick burger. If we had a Carl's Jr. here, that would be the place oh, to go. But. Yeah, but we don't. You got to drive like, oh, what, gosh. 30? It's about 30 minutes, 30 yeah, minutes. To, to Hereford. Hereford, But yeah. uh, Oh, gosh, their bacon western double cheeseburger. Top, top five burgers for me. Uh, any burger that I can get on Texas Toast... That like <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite kind you're of burger. Good, you're a Texas yeah. Toast person. So you have Sonic Burgers then? Oh, I do. do? Yes, yeah. I do like Sonic Burgers. Mm. I have to be in a. It's like a once a year kind of mood for a Sonic Burger for me. But I, I grew why. up with Sonic. Yeah, that's probably so, why I do. Yeah. Really. Oh, I love Sonic. <laughs> uh, and it's also National Google.com Day. Yeah. Which marks the day in 1997 when the domain was registered. And they took over the world. Man, they kind of did. <laughs> uh, so, Mo, how are things going? I saw oh, your middle Mo. kid is driving. He is. Yeah. About to sneeze. He is driving. Um, <laughs> I officially have two children who can chauffeur me around now, which is... Yeah, I bet that's nice. It actually is very nice. So, in two months, Topher will have his full license, and then he'll actually be able to drive himself to school and drive his sister to school. And then in six months, Cannon will have his full license, and he also will be able to drive himself to school and will not have to worry about walking to CCC anymore. All right. It's pretty yeah. nice. That's nice. It is. I remember. Awesome. I remember. Oh, gosh. So. I got, it was, I guess, how, what, what grade is Topher in? A junior. Junior. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's right. So it was like the tail end of sophomore year, I got my provisional license. Mm-hmm. Not the permit, the yeah. provisional, where right. you're allowed to drive during most of the day. It's like there's some overnight hours you're not allowed to drive by yourself. And you're allowed to drive with one other non-family member in the right. car. So that's the provisional license. Yeah. And so the tail end of my sophomore year, like the last month or so, I got to drive to school and back. Then we come to register for junior year and they said, no, you can't, you can't do that. You can't drive with the provisional because they got it confused with what a permit was and nobody caught the error. And I fought it. I stayed there two hours. I talked to like three different assistant vice principals. Good job. Like, you don't understand what's happening. You have made a mistake. And they're like, finally, they're like, you know what? We did make a mistake. And so (laughs) they fixed it. And the whole bunch of students had to be notified. Yeah, you can drive. It's okay. You can drive. Come back in. Give us your license. (laughs) I'm like, there is no way (laughs) that I already been driving here that you're going to tell me now I can't. Right? Not going to happen. Not happen. <laughs> That's fair, I think. Uh, so, funny story that I'm going to share with all of our listeners. Okay. It was definitely, hey, I'm giving a new name to a moment. Okay. okay? It was definitely a moment. Okay. All right. Went to the soccer fields, saw your family. Mm-hmm. Talked to your oldest, mm-hmm. asked him how school was going, asked him if he liked his teacher, asked him what his teacher's name was. He said it was Miss Ferno. I asked if she was hot. <laughs> that was your first question. Is she hot? <laughs> I didn't get to see his facial reaction. What he did just, he say? He just kind of looked at me like, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> but then I heard. 
heard like what I said. And I just kind of fell to the ground and just laughed for a, a solid minute and a half and sat up and looked at Deidre and was like, I really didn't mean that the way that it came out, the way it came out. Her name's Ferno. So, duh, yeah, like the logical like question or, would be yeah. like an inferno. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Logical question is she hot? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a logical question. <laughs> oh, gosh, yep. that was funny. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, both my boys started soccer this past Saturday. Uh, Johnny had his first ever game, and he did well. He did all right. Those kids don't know what they're doing at his age. They're That's fair. Wandering around, bumping into each other. You're lucky if they hit it in the right goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Eli is moved up to like this, the third, fourth level. I don't know. Uh, U, U10, is that U10. what it's called? Yeah. Under 10. And uh, like I'm I'm very, I've I, there's a noticeable difference watching him start this season as opposed to the last two seasons. Like yeah. He's aggressive. He gets in there. Um, got to be goalie for the second half of his second game today for the first Keeper. time. Keeper, whatever. And, uh, which is what I did because I was fat when I was a kid. Um, they're, they're like, we'll put the fattest kid in the goal. And there's more space taken up and less, less chance the ball goes in. Um, <laughs> but no, wow. but he, uh, he's not fat, but he did great. He did a fantastic job, uh, for his first time, like a couple got by him, but a couple, like he definitely like caught and they were impressive catches. So I'm proud of him. Awesome. Uh, we had Natalie rolling around in our little wagon, little, uh, bumping up and down canvas in wagon little thing. red wagon. Cause she can't. You know, sit in a stroller. In so that was fun. We've been getting her out. She got this again, giant cast on because she got a broken leg. Um, I'm sitting at home with her most of the day, just having to sit with her because she can't do anything and she can't be sat anywhere other than in bed, and I can't leave her in that crib all day. Fair. So I have to sit with her for multiple hours during the day. She takes a couple short naps, so I get a couple breaks. Do you also have a pack and play? Um, yeah. Just pull the pack and play out. Set it in the living room. Again. Throw some things in there. Again, the only thing you can do, though, is just lay her down on her back. Like, she can't Turn sit the up. the TV on. She can't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> that's what we do in here. If it doesn't, she's not a TV watcher yet. She yeah, doesn't care. Her fair. attention span is about 30 seconds at the most. That's fair. Uh, so, yeah. Going a little stir crazy, both her and I, most days. Watched all of WandaVision again. <laughs> and Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty much all I can do. Well then. Um but uh we go we go uh we go tomorrow, we go Tuesday for her first checkup. So that means we're about a third of the way through the whole ordeal. Which will be nice to be done with. That will be nice. Mm -hmm. So what day? It'll be before Halloween, huh? That she, it, as long as she heals properly. Yeah, that everything she heals properly. She should be done the same week that I leave for LTNCOM. So middle, okay. of, middle of October. Cool. So cool, cool. I might, I might miss her getting her cast off. Mm. Honestly, but. Well then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we get to go get her checked out, drive all the way to, to Lubbock. Time for your checkup. <laughs> time for your checkup. All right, well, now it is time for our weird news update. Here are three real news stories you may not have heard yet. 
And uh, we got some doozies. Doozies? We got some 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 doozies. Hey, okay. Well, First up, Heinz is now selling a collection of ketchup-stained clothing. Of course they are. <laughs> After years and years of quite literally leaving its mark on the fashion industry, Heinz has debuted a new clothing collection with ketchup stains. The Vintage Drip Collection features thrifted clothes in a partnership with ThreadUp, uh, an online resale platform. The proceeds support uh, global hunger relief, the company said. There are 100, pardon me, 157 secondhand sweater not sweater, streetwear, <laughs> and designer pieces in the clothing line, uh, each with a unique ketchup stain, because when it's Heinz, it's not a stain, it's a statement. The press release states. <laughs> All right. Uh, they, uh, they, the first drop launched uh, last Tuesday. Another is going to be happening tomorrow, September 13th, um, featuring more exclusive items. But uh, this is, of course, not the first brand here to, like, jump on these things. We've got uh, Velveeta with its Veltini, Velveeta-infused vodka that we talked about back oh in July. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, French has had that mustard donut. Um, Applebee's. Why do I not remember these? Sought to put the mmm in makeup with a collection of chicken wing sauce-inspired lip glosses. <laughs> we had the the cold hot dog, the hot dog popsicle we talked yeah. about last week. Yeah, yeah. The um, mustard ice cream, French's mustard ice cream from Velveteen. I don't remember about. you saying. I don't remember these. Yeah, I don't. I guess they happened. I guess my memory is pumpkin spice ramen we never found <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, next up. Hollywood psychic who talks to ghosts says they don't spy on you when you're in the loo. Okay. So if you've ever wondered. I mean, at least they're polite. Right. If you've ever wondered if ghosts are peeping at you while you're pooping, they're not. Are you peeping while I'm pooping? <laughs> According to Matt Frazier. <laughs> oh, man. Uh I mean, I don't really know if we need to even go deep into this story, but nope. <laughs> he basically says, as much as we had privacy in this world, our loved ones respect the privacy in spirit. It's much. <laughs> I mean, our loved ones do, but what right. about people who don't right. like? There's also a lot of creeps in this exactly. world. Exactly. The ghosts who don't know us. What if they're like, oh. I mean, we hear stories all the time about creepy weirdos hiding cameras in bathrooms. It's very true. Those people die. They're like, oh, now I don't need a camera because they can't see me. Yeah. I'll just hide That's what I'm myself. That's what I'm saying. I don't even need to hide. All right. This is the big one, though, Mo. This is the big headline. The famously profane rapper Eminem achieves Billboard Christian chart glory with his first number one song on the Christian charts. Slim Have you Shady. Heard about this? Slim Shady saved. Um, that's a up for debate at the moment. I want you to listen to his verse on what is a remix of "Use This Gospel" from Kanye, uh, which DJ Khaled set up as a part of his uh, a collection of songs called uh, 
I don't remember what the title of the album is called. But anyway, listen to Eminem's verse here, which we are using uh, under fair use because we're going to be commenting on it. So you can hear it here. But I don't know if I can take it much longer Today's the day that I put all of my trust and faith in you Father, please let this hate make me stronger For they turn on me like a zombie It's like I'm being strangled unconscious yeah. When temptation is almost like Satan is baiting you Trying to take you away from your daughters Dangling a bunch of painkillers on you Waving them in your face And them Watson's coming extra straight And that's why they make them in rectangular objects Cause that's the shape of a coffin So it ain't medication this time But the devil's aching me on it I ain't gonna let him break me Cause I'm a soldier you can make on that promise like the chamber of commerce So my savior I call on to rescue me From these depths of despair So these demons better step like a stair Because he is my shepherd I'm armed with Jesus My weapon is prayer Soon as I squeeze it I'm blessed like sneezes Call me Jesus I'm effed in the head Maybe I'm bonkers Regardless never claimed to be flawless Long list the mistakes I've acknowledged Y'all wish I would say something positive Well okay then I'm positive They'd rather trade better with Mayweather Cause they would fare way better with the mods Than they would exchanging some bars Of trading any bars with Shady And it probably is painfully obvious To compare godly to an atheist, but I got them audiences raving and amidst my squabbles. I got some awesome inspiration to drop them off on pen and paper. I'm knocking them off, woke up on stage at a concert, whole place to go like a mosh pit Bible at my side, like a rifle with a God giving gift every single day. I thank God for that's why I pay so much homage. Praises to Jesus, all over. That was pretty good, right? That was really good. That was pretty good. Was really good. That was pretty dang good. And so, yeah, this song debuted this past week at number one on the Christian charts, which is just a weird, weird place to be. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like the proper, like, uh, transition of of life, honestly, like... <laughs> everything that we've gone through in the last several years and then you know for him and oh man was it was it who performed at the super bowl this past year that was all those classic 90s rappers right? was it 50 50 was one of them yeah and eminem eminem snoop snoop and was there, wasn't he? No, it he was no, it was uh shoot, another new guy, another new rapper that I can't think of his name right now. It starts with a K. And then it was a uh one of the female rappers from our time. Oh right. I don't remember that either. Anyway. Dr. Uh, Dre was there. Dre. Dre was there. That's who I'm thinking yeah, but, of, not Khaled. Yeah, I don't think eh. who Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Um, and then, anyway, so yeah, it just seems that like this would be the proper transition. Slim Shady <laughs> is, is saved. Getting older, getting Slim looker. Shady is. Uh, so anyway, that, I mean, that is the claiming Jesus as his savior. The and debate shepherd. all over the internet right now. So is he? Is he really? Is he? Is he kinda? Is I mean, he getting there? What's going here's on? The thing, like, it's this. We went through this with Kanye. It's yeah. I fe and I feel exactly the same. Like. Well, the 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 reason why people aren't jumping on board as quick as they did with Kanye uh, is because this was actually recorded, I think, almost a year ago at this point. Okay. And we've heard nothing of similar tone from him in that time. Have we heard anything from him though in I don't the know. time? That's the I thing. Like, but uh, yeah. So I mean, it, I guess it's just it would be a different situation than with Kanye because Kanye just got. I'm so, so excited. Soon as he was ready, now. he jumped in everybody's face and started saying it. So, who knows? But either way, 
the fact that he did a a respectful verse, even if he's not, let's say, let's say he's not anywhere near it. He did a respectful verse on a song who by another Christian, he followed the, that, uh, he followed Kanye's rule of no cussing. If you're going to be, you know, guess, yeah, yeah. Guessing in my songs and, and, you know, did very, I mean, it, I, it was very good. It was very respectful. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was very Eminem. I mean, very, uh, NF flavored, uh, so intensity. The whole time I was trying to listen, like this isn't NF, right? This right, is not right, NF. Right, right. They're they're not trying to fool <clears throat> us. And you, there is a very small, slight difference between NF and Eminem, just in their tone. And, yeah, you know the way they sound. But that, yeah, you can tell mm-hmm. it's slim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm so really excited. cool. Excited to see if anything comes out of it. That um, I think it's brilliant. But either way, really neat, really neat line, really neat uh, and set of bars And he said, there. Jesus is my shepherd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he said, I've got a Bible on my hip like a rifle. There's oh. <laughs> a lot of cool lines in that. There are a lot of cool lines. <laughs> yep. Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we are also nerds. For several flavors. Here are 15 new junk food items. 50. 15. I said 15. <laughs> I thought you said 15. Here are 15 new junk food items recently announced or spotted in sh- on shelves <laughs> or on menus. I was going to say in shelves, but that doesn't work really. All right. Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. So we talked about uh, maybe a year ago at this point. Hot Pockets came out with Deli Witches, which are like... Uncrustables, but for deli sandwiches. So they're like little square yes. Uncrustables. Yes. Well, now they're kind of coming full circle because they made a, essentially a pizza deli wish. <laughs> so they got a thaw heat pepperoni and mozzarella sandwich. Which is different from a Hot Pocket How. Except it's for bread. the fact that you can... It's bread and not... <laughs> bread and not crust. <laughs> Uh, can I have one of those Kleenexes oh, there? Yeah. Would you like one? <laughs> Thanks. Gordon the Nexus over there. Sorry. <laughs> Alrighty. Next up, Ben and Jerry's Minter Wonderland. Min- Minter. Minter Wonderland. Dark chocolate mint ice cream with marshmallow swirls and chocolate cookie pieces. <sighs> okay. Listen. It should have been chocolate swirls and marshmallow pieces. I don't like not. ice cream that has like chocolate pieces in it. I like ice cream that has like the well, the it's cookie, cookie pieces. It's cookie pieces, chocolate cookie. It pieces. doesn't matter. I don't like any ice cream like that has pieces. chocolate pieces of any sort in it. I like the way that fudge, like the fudge chocolate, tastes in ice cream. Okay, and because. You know, I'm their only customer. <laughs> they need to be concerned with what I prefer. <laughs> uh, Fritos flavor twists, which I believe only come in, I guess, two flavors. They have barbecue. What's the other one? Maybe that's the only one. Tangy. Tangy. Something tangy. Tangy. Oh, maybe it is barbecue. Tangy barbecue. Maybe. Yes. <sighs> tangy. We act as if we don't have all the information at our fingertips. (laughs) Fritos flavor twist. I'm pretty sure it's just barbecue. Um, Well, they're coming out with a new one. Uh, Queso flavored. Queso flavored Fritos. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it could be very good. It It worries me. Honey barbecue. 
Honey barbecue. That's what I was thinking of. Honey, honey barbecue, chili cheese. Chili cheese is normal for you, though, so it's not the twists. I'm... Which I love, those chili cheese Fritos. Um, they also have ranch, but it doesn't look like it's an all-the-time thing. Mm. Okay. Coming for Christmas, espresso M&Ms that uh, have both dark and milk chocolate in the same bag. Okay. Yeah, be good. Uh, speaking of coffee, we got Nudge Coffee Bombs uh, being released. These are little M&M-sized candies that look and have the same mouthfeel, it's most favorite word, as chocolate, but it is made of coffee. No chocolate whatsoever. They come in Colombia Reserve, Brazilian Reserve, Caramel Macchiato, and Vanilla Latte. Then they also have Nudge Bars. Uh, in the two reserve flavors, and also Italian roast. They are keto-friendly with only three grams of sugar per serving. But uh, they're supposed to give you the experience of chocolate without there actually being any chocolate in it. I'm just going to go ahead and say, anybody who is buying these, we cannot be friends. <laughs> Why? Simply because they use the word mouthfeel. I use the word mouthfeel. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay, then. You and I cannot be friends. We are not friends. That is not an okay word. That's, that's not a word. Feel. It feels the same in your mouth as chocolate. <laughs> not okay. Uh, Harpoon has come out with a Duncan Box of Joe inspired beers. Duncan Cold Brew, Duncan Pumpkin, <laughs> Duncan Hazelnut, and Duncan Coffee Roll. Mm. feel like this is just giving people an excuse to drink in the morning. I mean... <laughs> These kind of beers, these specialty beers, are super heavy and yeah. dense. So to me, they're not. It's not worth it. <laughs> they're put you to sleep beers, not. Yeah, like I got a full belly. I, I don't want to do anything now. Go to bed. <laughs> Last year, Coffee Mate asked fans to vote for a seasonal flavor to return in 2022. What? It didn't sound. Last year, Coffee Mate asked fans, you, like, the whole, all of it kind of just <laughs> went together. Okay. And there were, was no enunciation in some of those words. They asked for uh, a vote for the seasonal flavor to return this year. Uh, and over half the votes went to Frosted Gingerbread. So the Frosted Gingerbread Coffee Mate is available, but not in all stores. It's just available online. Of course. Exclusively via giveaway on Coffee Mate's Instagram, at Coffee Mate. Uh, so you can head over there uh, to enter the Frosted Gingerbread post uh, through uh, September 21st. So that's so not time. only can you not just go into a store and get this, but you right. have to have an Instagram account. You have to be right. on Instagram in <laughs> order to possibly get it because it's a giveaway. Right. And no one wants to be on Instagram right. anymore because they're ruining Instagram. Who's ruining Instagram? Instagram is. How? They're turning it into TikTok. Now it's 50% reels. Like oh. they're they're downgrading photos, which is all it was supposed to exist for. That is now true. Now it's just TikTok. Well, I still use it. Yeah. It's my diary. <laughs> more like how you post. It's more like your diarrhea. What a jerk. 30 pictures a day. <laughs> Not 30. Well. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. 
I mean, I guess if like I have three posts that each have the ten uh, pictures on pictures, them, yeah. then hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. All right. Doritos is releasing a Halloween flavor, which is a flavor first seen for a limited time in 2019. Screaming Sriracha. No, it's supposed to be Screaming Sriracha. (laughs) I don't. How are people? Why are people pronouncing it Sriracha? Because there's an extra R there. There's got to be another R sound. Sriracha. 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 (laughs) Sriracha. Can I have some of that sriracha, sriracha. please? <laughs> I, I double dog dare you to start calling it. That is how sriracha. I will pronounce it every time. Sriracha. 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 Tootsie Roll, which you don't Can normally you hear a lot of roll? updates from Tootsie Roll. They're releasing Harvest Chews. Little Tootsie Rolls in flavor of cinnamon, caramel apple, candy corn, and pumpkin spice. I'm very upset that they don't have a cotton candy. Is that a harvest flavor? Cotton candy, sweet as gold. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) You're welcome. (laughs) Great value. Coming out with some fall syrups. Maple flavored bourbon syrup. And candy corn flavored syrup. I don't really want any flavored syrups. I came out with that uh, Captain Crunch berries syrup a while back. It's all blue. Made me want to vomit. I mean, I like fruit-flavored syrups. Like what? Like, like uh, blueberry. Blueberry, yeah. yeah. I know they have that. Raspberry. Blue. Strawberry. Yeah, I've never tried a strawberry syrup. I bet I would like a strawberry syrup. Yeah. Next time I go to IHOP. Speaking of IHOP, they're offering a two by two by two combo for only five dollars. What? Two eggs, two bacon strips, two pancakes. Hey, that's that's, not a, a, that's a breakfast right there. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. Uh, HEBs has come out with a new batch of weird ruffled potato chips. The two new flavors are holiday stuffing and apple pie. <laughs> you realize we're going to have to bring taste tests back for like the holiday. I still have season. not been able to find those tailgate candy corn anywhere. Listen, you found them? no, we need somebody. We need somebody to send us some of them tailgates. Somebody. <laughs> All right. McDonald's has just announced a new cheese Danish joining the menu today. Hmm. Cheese Danish. I like a good a cheese, cheese Danish. Danish. Pizza Hut has brought back arguably its most popular gimmick pizza in decades for its third run. If you have slept on the Detroit-style pizza, now is the time to jump on it. It's good stuff. Let's do... Nope. And lastly... (laughs) The Taco Bell Mexican pizza should be back permanently. Again. Starting tomorrow. Yeah. It's a good, (laughs) good day. Good day to be alive. Good day, mate. Tomorrow. Yep. So here's hoping that they're uh, they're prepared for the influx of orders, which they coming. weren't last time. Right. So. All right. Mexican pizza. I'm excited. What? I think it's time for a game. We're going to play a family feud face-off. 
For this game, we will take turns trying to answer as many of the correct answers as possible to a question based on 100 people's top five answers. Each correct answer gets us points, but if we take two, if we get two strikes, our opponent has a chance to steal by guessing something else on the board. If they successfully steal, they get all the points in the round. First person to 300 points wins. And I am your host today. Mo is going head to head with one of our back row buds for the first time this season. Please welcome Mo's opponent. Silver or tyranny, Silver however you want to be announced. Tyranny. Hello. Hi there. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> she said she doesn't want to be announced at all. I she would quit. rather not be announced. <laughs> I was playing anonymously, and you ruined it. Right. Uh, all right. So anonymity is a big thing. <laughs> so I'm going to take turns asking you questions. So. Like, for example, I could ask, uh, based on 100 people's answers, what do you do when you first wake up? And so Mo could give an answer like... Open my eyes. Uh, well, that's not on there, so that's strike one. Check my phone. Check your phone is on there, and that is uh, the third answer that's worth 20 points. And then you get to keep guessing, trying to get Turn all my five... Arm. No, so that's two X's, and so at that point, Silver uh -uh. would get to try and steal by guessing any of the other four on the list. If she gets it right, she gets your 20 points, her points, from whatever right answer. Whatever. Let's move on. Okay. Simple enough? Yeah, makes sense. Just like the old game. Silver, simple enough for you? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I will go ahead and start with uh, Silver then, Okay. We're looking for top five answers only, based on 100 people's responses. What is the most popular name for your pet dog? Max. What'd you say? Max. Max? Max yeah. is not on there. That's one strike. What? I have a Max. How is that not on there? <laughs> Fetch my sedative. You get one more chance. Um, oh my god, now I'm nervous if Max isn't up there. <laughs> Think classic dog names, come on. I didn't think he got much more classic than that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need an answer. I know, I'm just like drawing a blank over here. No answers in the chat. No answers uh, in Molly. the chat. Molly? Yeah, that that's all that came to mind. That is, that is strike two. All right, Mo. <laughs> if you can get one of these, you get some points. Uh, I'm going to say bingo. Not on there. What? At all. Wow. That's crazy. Zero points first round. There's a whole song about what it. What kind of people <laughs> were they asking this so question? So number, number five was Rex. Number four was Rover. Number three was Buddy, which uh, Thray guessed in the chat. <laughs> and then KY is also guessing. Well, uh, she's guessing now that it's done and over. So. Spot. I've had... I've had a Rex. What? Why did I not? <laughs> I would have Spot never was said number Rex. Two. And number one was Lucky. 
Oh. Which my mom has well, added one. We all have, know that I'm not lucky. <laughs> I have four dogs, and <laughs> none of them are named any of the top five answers. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't bode well for us getting the 300 points. So I might have to revise it. Mm-hmm. All right, Mo, <laughs> what is the best place for someone to study? The library. Library is number one for 34 points. Bedroom. Number two for 23 points. Bathroom. <laughs> That's one strike. <laughs> um, library, bedroom, kitchen. Kitchen is number five. Um, living room. Living room is not on it. That's two strikes. All right. All right. So there are two more spots. Silver. Best place for someone to study. If you can get one of them, you steal all these points. Classroom. Classroom is number three. Uh, right, so add all those up. 34, 23, that's 57. Uh, 86 points, Silver. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Silver, here's yours. Name an outdoor activity. Biking. Biking is on there. It's number four with 11 points. Keep going. Uh, walking. Um, walking is not on the list. So that's one strike. Uh, yard work. Ooh, also not on the list. All right. No, Damn. you have a chance to steal. But I only get 11 and then whatever. Man. <laughs> Running. Running is the number one answer. Yeah. So that got you another 40. So that's 51 points to Mo. Okay. Right there. All right. All right. 51 to 86. We're doing all right. All right. Mo, name a popular comedy TV series. I don't watch comedies. I don't like to laugh. Sitcoms. My life is it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Fine. Joke. Friends. Friends is number one with twenty six points. Seinfeld. Number two with twenty three (laughs) points. Come on. Come on. I don't really think that one is on there. (laughs) Golly. Um. Two and a half men. No, that's one strike. Oh, um, mm. <laughs> I ready. need to know about my the audience that was pulled. Re- Be ready to steal, Silver. <laughs> Fresh Prince? Not on there. That's two strikes. All right, Silver. For the steal. The office? Oh, oh, not on there, yes! though. Not on there. Oh, that wow! means Mo gets to keep her points. <laughs> So that makes Mo up to uh, 100. You hit 100. All right. 100 to 86. All right, Silver, to you. Name a reason to celebrate with a party. A birthday. Number one. Oddly enough. No? Birthday is not in the top five on this list. What? What? <laughs> Maybe I'm I just, don't need to know about I'm the audience. I'm just as surprised as you, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> next guess. Weird. 
Wedding. Wedding is on there. All right. So that's 25 points. Graduation. Graduation is number one with 29 points. But birthday isn't on there? Birthday's not on there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had the main version in my life, apparently. Um, promotion? Ooh, no. Okay, that's strike two. All right, Mo. Yeah, I didn't think so. Engagement? Ooh, no, no, really? no, no. Okay, so number five was anniversary. Number what? four was a holiday party. Number three was a bachelor or bachelorette party. That, but that's not considered birth- an engagement. That's not. That's considered an engagement. <laughs> so that means Silver gets to keep that's her garbage. 54 points, and that puts her in the lead at 140. Wow. 100 to 140. All right, we're getting there. We're going to get there. Mo, name a reason why your parents would ground you. You came home late. Uh, no. Missed curfew. No, or- not there. No? Not on there. Yeah. <laughs> Your grades. <laughs> um, I will give that to you. Fail the test is on here. I will okay. give that to you for the yeah. grades. But that's number um, five. Uh, mm, <laughs> man. But missed curfew? Good grief. <laughs> Who are these people? It's not that those aren't on the list. It's just the top five is all we have here. Anyway. Thank you for the follow of Max's Mayhem. Um, him, um, uh, I think that's what it's. Max. Max Mayhem. Something like that. Okay, hold on. I, can you? Can we go back? Name was, a reason why your parents would ground you. And what did I answer? Failed the test is on there. Okay. These are grades is what you. Okay. Um, <laughs> something to do with drugs. <laughs> um, no, drugs is not on here. What? <laughs> Strikes. Silver for the steal. Name a reason why your parents would ground you. Talking back. Ah, man, no, not quite on here. All right, so Mo, you get to keep your eight points. So 108. <laughs> so the number Did we just f- not really get grounded or number five was failed the test. Number four was snuck out of the house. Oh. Number three was used a curse word. Mm. Number two was getting into a fight. And number one is the number one in my house reason you're gonna get in trouble is lying. So. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they if they got caught, they ain't sneaking out right. And if they got caught, they ain't lying right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Silver, name, name a popular board game. Monopoly. Number one. Yeah. Trouble. No. Strike one. Okay. Okay. Why am I blanking on board games for now? Real. Holy for real, cow. Silver. <laughs> kind of a nerd, are you? <laughs> nerd. Bad one, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, like the game. Sorry. Uh, no, not on well, there. So that's two strikes. Mo for a chance to steal. Clue? 
Clue is number five on there. All so right. you did get yourself uh, 42 points. So 108. You stole 36 points from silver there. And you are now at 150. You are halfway there. Uh, the other ones were number four was Scrabble. Mm, okay. Number three was Checkers. And okay. number two was Chess. I would have never said Chess or Checkers? <laughs> I don't think I would have ever said Scrabble, Chess, or Checkers. Oh, really? They just would not have come to my head. <laughs> I love Scrabble. All right, Mo, name things you would post on social media. Photos. Um, a selfie is on here, so I'll give you that. Okay, now listen. <laughs> Tech, uh, I don't like a, a review for something. Uh, you know... Now that I'm looking over these answers, they're kind of all photos. Yeah. So. So I get all of them. Like, yes. I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna float you selfie because I said that okay, already. Okay, that's fine. But so, you gotta guess what other food? kind of photos you would post. Your your food. Uh no, that's one X. <sighs> your children. Um, no, that's, what the that's heck? Two, two what are y'all taking pictures of? <laughs> <laughs> Silver for uh, for the seal. Pets. Pets yeah. is on here. That was All right, be my that's number one. three. So yeah. that's seventeen. Uh, Whoops. Calculator problems. Uh, plus one forty. Okay, you're at one eighty-seven. The murder number. What were the other answers? The other answers were a party. An outing with friends and a vacation. That's dumb. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like really that question. Do things with friends. I post yeah. pictures of children. Yeah. yeah right. No bad. And food. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, silver. What annoying things do dogs do? <laughs> Chew things. Chew the furniture. That's one. Bark. Bark all the time. That's two. Steal food. Steal food's not on there. So uh -uh. one X. Uh, drool. Drool is not on there what? either. All right, Mo for the steal. I'm gonna say beg. <laughs> beg is not on there either. What? All right, so wine. Silver gets to keep. Poop and pee in the house. <laughs> Poop and pee on the floor is number one. Uh, chew the furniture. Dig up the garden was number three. Uh, bark all the time was four. And number five was jump on people. You know, KY said toot, and that is a fact. <laughs> I have a Boston Terrier who farts terribly. Oh, my uh, dad has a Mastiff. Yeah. Uh -huh, they're awful. All right. Uh, uh, Mo, it's Mo's turn, right? Yeah. Mo. Name a character you would see at Disneyland. Um, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is number one. I need to know how like specific. Can I just say princess or do I have to say Cinderella? You have to say specific names. Cinderella. Yes, that's number five. Um... <laughs> Come on. Anybody. Let's go. <laughs> I can't think of anybody else. Captain America? <laughs> no, that's not on the list. One X. 
um, a, a Jedi. <laughs> also not on the list. <laughs> Two X's of silver for the steel. Name a character they're you would there, see though. at Disneyland. They're there. Yes, who was just in Disneyland this <gasps> summer? I'm going to say Goofy. Goofy? 24 points. <sighs> So add that 66 what? total to your 226, and you've got yourself 292, my friend. Dang. You are one solid round away from winning and leaving Mo a crying heap. In the a crying heap in the corner. <laughs> so, Silver. Whatever. <laughs> what are jobs that usually put the person in dangerous situations? Ooh. Police officer. Yep, that's number two. That's number two? Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Sheesh. Firefighter? Number one. Um. Well, crap. <laughs> that's not on the list. Oh, dang. Um, <laughs> Janitors, yes. Plumbers are not on the list. Those are the two that come to mind. Danger. Uh, construction worker? Construction worker is on the list. That's number four. Two more. Oh, man. <laughs> KY says dragon trainer. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Race car driver? Ooh, not on the list. All right, that's one X. Uh -uh. It's not a bad guess, though. It's not a bad guess. There's a lot of danger. <laughs> As she pats herself on the back. Not Brother Mod guess. says target dummy. Dummy. Target dummy. <laughs> Astronaut? <laughs> That's a good answer, but no, it's not on the list. All right, uh, Mo for the for the steel. Um, they have a name, but I can't think of what it is. But the guys who fix the the power lines, the linemen. Linemen. Uh, but no, that's not on the list. What? That's a good one, though. That is a very the other, good one. The other two are paramedics, and number five is fishers. Which I'm assuming they mean like the ones that are out like on Deadliest Catch or whatever, you know, those kind of fishers. I, see, the military wasn't even on mind, there, but military, military wasn't, wasn't, on wasn't there. even on a wow. But Silver, oh, wow. you just netted yourself 360 points. Oh, wow. Meaning you have earned yourself a sticker that says I beat Mo. Do you already have one of those? No, no I don't. Last time I joined for a game, that's right. Mo kicked my butt. That's right. And I'm Good. still sad about it. It was, a, job, it was like my, a Disney princess game. It was a Disney game, one. It? Yeah. <laughs> I got my, my, my comeback. Right. I feel better about it. So that's why she went to Disney this past you summer. You have earned an I beat Mo in a game, not like with a bat sticker. That's like my favorite Coming sticker Coming your way. Ever. I'll probably just bring it with me to LTNCon instead of mailing it. <laughs> Works for me. I'm just gonna put it on my laptop. Congratulations, <laughs> Silver. Thank you. Brother Mod's got jokes. What did Brother, Brother Mod Mod's got jokes. He's got jokes. 360 points. We've come full circle. <laughs> All right, Silver. Thank you so much for playing. Thanks, Thanks Silver. Love you. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the lightning round, brought to you by Movica. I'm Lee with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. <coughs> Top Gun Maverick is now the fifth highest grossing film in North American history. $7.9 million in ticket sales just over Labor Day weekend, which brings the total to $701 million. Now that's a lot of jet fuel. 
In the alternate universe of things that could have happened, James Gunn pitched a Hitman movie weeks before landing Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know, that sounds pretty interesting. But I guess we'll never know. If any of you are like me and didn't go see Morbius in theaters, good news. It's now available on Netflix. And I guess that means it's Morbin time. Continuing the trope of expanding each story's universe as much as possible, Disney announces Mufasa, the Lion King prequel for 2024. I don't know about you, but if James Earl Jones isn't involved, I don't want it. John Williams said in an interview that he would love to score the next Bond movie. I think that would be pretty great, but I don't think we have much information as to where the next James Bond film is even headed. Chadwick Boseman posthumously won an Emmy for Marvel's What If. <laughs> Great. And I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. No joke. That is well deserved. <coughs> Moving on to games. Uncharted creator making a Captain America Black Panther World War II team-up game. That's giving off some serious buddy cop vibes to me. And I'm here for it. <coughs> Disney announces a new Tron game, Tron Identity, to release in 2023. Pretty cool. Pokemon Go creators are making a Marvel game. I can't wait to put a Thor in my local Pokemon gym. Call of Duty Next showcase is set for September 15th. Let me guess. Another Call of Duty? Here's some pretty cool news in tabletop card games. Disney actually announces a brand new card game called Lorcana, which is their answer to Magic the Gathering. This art looks pretty cool. Disney might be onto something here. Should probably check it out. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I've been collecting comic books since I was like 13, and through this whole time, I've never owned a graded comic book. If you don't know what that means, it's the comic books you see in really chunky plastic slabs that have a numeric rating at the top of them. I've always wanted to have one, and when I wrote for my first comic book, I thought I would get that one graded, but I haven't done that yet, and uh, just there's some steps to getting it done properly, and I was going to get it done properly, but uh, after a recent Comic-Con, I was like, you know what, I want to go ahead and get an old, valuable comic book that I've got graded, and the two oldest comic books I have are... The first appearance of Batgirl in 1966, and I couldn't find that one. I know I own it. I just don't know where it is. But one I knew where it was is Star Wars number one from 1977. It's old. It's 45 years old. It's got to have some value. And it's one that I'll always find meaningful. So I took it to a local shop and said, hey, I'd like to get this graded. And they opened it up. They looked at it. They said, don't bother. And I just kind of stood there. They're like, it's not worth it. They said that it's got too many imperfections. There's a rip here, a tear here, a stain here. There's no point in actually getting this thing graded. It'd be a waste of your time. And I said, oh, 
you know, took my little comic and went home. I uh, bought some more comics, then I went home, but same idea. But uh, they looked at a few imperfections and said, it's really not worth the process of redemption. And I'm really, really grateful that God doesn't look at us that way. That he sees all of our flaws and still says we're worthy. Ephesians 2.10, in full light of our sinful nature, says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. I want to encourage you that just because you might be down on yourself, that others might discount you or think you aren't worth the effort. When God looks at you, even though he sees your full sinfulness, he says you're a masterpiece and he's got work for you to do. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. All right. Well, now it is time for Mo's Fascinating Facts. I, you said you were going to stop calling them. I never said that. You just keep complaining about them every week. Stop hitting things. <laughs> All right. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, in 2000, Ira Freehoff made the world's largest milkshake. At 6,000 gallons, it was the equivalent of 50,000 normal-sized shakes. Gracious. That's one huge milkshake. Gracious shakes. I bet I bet her milkshake brought all the boys to the yard. <laughs> shakes alive. Ira, is Ira a boy or a girl? Ira. I think it's a boy. I think, I think it's it the dude's name. Now that you, yeah, okay. Ira. Anyway. Doesn't make your inclination untrue, though. That is true. 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Hair loss is so common that by the age of 35, two-thirds of American men will experience some obvious hair loss and thinning. And by the age of 50, roughly 80% of men will lose a significant amount of their hair. Makes me feel better. That's it happened to me when I was 16, but whatever. <laughs> That's why I chose it as the fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> In the book and films, Willy Wonka says you would break your teeth if you tried to chew a gobstopper. Nestle used this, at, used this as an advantage to make the product even more interesting. So they produced gobstoppers that are chewable once. Chewy gobstoppers. I forgot. In your mouth for long enough. Those are so good. Yep. Those are so good. Do they still make those? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't like gobstoppers. I told you that. Elizabeth I had a rule that anyone over the age of seven had to wear a cap on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Uh, all right, Mo. What? I've got a couple would-you-rather scenarios for you. We're going to talk them out and see what we both think. Okay. Number one, would you rather always get the wrong coffee order or never get coffee at all? Always get the wrong coffee order. What if it's something that you dislike? I don't care. <laughs> There's a lot that I dislike when it comes to coffee. Mm. There's a lot. Because I don't like very like heavily fla flavored things or super sweet things. I like coffee. I don't like sugar and flavor and milk. 
Okay. But I have to have coffee in so order to survive. To, so if you had to get the rainbow unicorn coffee every morning by accident, then you take it and you drink it. As opposed to never getting coffee again. Yeah. I would rather just never get coffee again. Yeah, you're... I only like coffee in one specific way, and if I can't get it that way, I can't drink it. I can barely drink it in the one specific way. Mm-mm. So, no. yeah. Uh-uh. All right, number two, would you rather live next to an active volcano or a poorly secured prison? So, active volcano means it could go at any minute. It could blow at any minute. Lava's coming. Poorly secured prison. I'm going with poorly secured prison. Who knows who's walking through your backyard and for what purpose? I'm going with poorly secured prison. And here's why. Why? Because prisoners, inmates, they're not going to escape and then go directly to the house next door. They are a little smarter than that. So they're going to escape and then they're going to like bolt further. Uh, They're going to get caught. They're, don't they, you think they would? Where do you think the first place that they're going to look is going to be? The house next door. But don't you think? Don't you think? No, I don't. Don't you ever. think? Never. That it would be wise if you if you bust out and you're able to sneak out where you know alarms aren't going off. You break into that first house you see, get a change of clothes, steal the car keys, and then book it in a car out of here. Sure. Okay. So then here's the <laughs> thing. Two things. I, the prison may not be secure. My house is going to be secure. Somebody bust in and I'm going to say, listen, I got every gun imaginable to man. I will blow your head off. Or here, you can have the keys to the extra car. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I don't want to be an accomplice, but I'd rather live. There's already a change of clothes in the trunk for you. (laughs) I've been waiting for this day. I knew it was coming. I even made you a sandwich for the road. Here you go. Sit in the fridge. They may not be smart, but I will be smart. (laughs) Either die now or just take my car. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm still sticking with prison. Really? Because I I feel like I can... Can't shoot lava. Exactly. <laughs> At least there's a little bit of hope. I have been firing your gun at the lava coming down. I have Goodbye. been to Pompeii. I have seen the remains from mm. Vesuvius. Mm. I, mm, no, thank you. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Well, those are good answers. Those are good answers. Now it's time for things that we love. Each of us has a recommendation of something that we think is awesome. Mo, what do you got? Uh, DC Super Pets. It's a good movie, isn't it? It's super yeah, cute. I was very happy with it. I, and honestly, it at first I was like, here we go. Another animated kitty movie. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you have a younger child, you may not want to take them to see this because there are like there's several scenes where it's like it, it depends on your kid. Truthfully. Johnny's a scaredy cat. No, he didn't have a it problem. Had nothing with it. to do with the the scary scenes. Oh, okay. There's a lot of um, bleeping. That there they is, do, yeah, that was a weird choice. Which cracked. I mean, the it, old lady turtle bleeps. <laughs> Cusses and well, even even the the gerbil, 
Did the gerbil do one? Yes. Like, oh. she had a whole scene where she was like, like, she's going on and on and on. She's going on her rant and, like, every, yeah, every other word was bleeped out. But, um, of course, for me and my older children, we thought it was absolutely hysterical. We yeah. were dying laughing. The first time that it happened, I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you are a fan of pets, animals, if you are a pet owner, this is definitely a movie you want to see. Look, somebody, some reviewer that I, uh, that I typically agree with on YouTube said that it's likely the best Superman movie that has come out in decades because you still focus on the superheroes as well. Yeah. Like it's but, not like they're a cameo in the movie and then you don't see them again. Yeah. Now they're the, the ones in distress or whatever, but right. it's still a movie with them in the, the heart is what I mean. The heart of the Superman story is what we get in this kind of okay. movie, which we don't, haven't gotten with the J Zack Snyder versions. It's been a very different interpretation of Superman. Can I, can I just tell, Oh, you weren't done. Keep going. No, I'm done. Um, okay. So the very first scene as they're putting baby mm -hmm. into the little, what's it called? Ship. <laughs> little thing, protective thing. Cannon leans over ship. to me and goes, mom. I said, yeah. Can't they just fly? Like, why don't they fly away to safety? Yeah, I, can't I was fly. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. Why are you asking that? I am not the one that you should be asking these questions to. Well, I mean, they can, right? I'm no, they like, can't. I don't know. They can't fly. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go home and tell <laughs> they them. Can, they can only fly on earth because of the, the yellow sun or the red sun, whatever they call it. That's the yellow sun. It's the red sun. of They have a red sun on Krypton. They're just normal people on Krypton. But the yellow sun of Earth gives them superpowers. Okay. I will tell Canon. <laughs> he will be happy to know that. Because gravity is like, different here. Get lost, KY. Come on. The, I mean, like two minutes into the movie and he's like, this is garbage. However, <laughs> however, we both really did love it. And the animals, they did such a great job with like personifying the animals and giving them mm -hmm. their own little character. We're mm -hmm. watching it and each one of the animals is like one of our own pets at home. So anyway. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Let's put it that way for sure. It was, yeah. But it was really good. It was cute. Um, the thing that I love is one of the kind of like uh, community uh, 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 rallying points kind of things, the heartwarming situations that we have been a recipient of for the last two weeks, and that is meal trains. You know, one of the coolest things I think uh, I like about church culture is the the meal train. For uh, we've, we've had a few given to us, uh, three for when all three of our kids were born. The church got together and did... At least a week's worth of, of dinners, you know, for us and brought them over. And uh, with Natalie, Natalie's situation last week, we were given almost two weeks, two full weeks of uh, meals, which is a it's a huge blessing as you're getting used to a new situation. It gives you one less thing you have to work on, one mm -hmm. less thing you have to worry about mm -hmm. uh, as you acclimate 
And then by the time the meals run out, you've usually acclimated enough to where now you can, okay, I can still make dinner and do what I need to do and get things done. Um, we participated in a few of them too. It's, it's a nice, simple gesture that, uh, plays a big role for the family that you're blessing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful and I love those things. It's a good way. You know how people are always like, I wish there was more that I could do. It's Mm -hmm. a good, like more that you can do kind of thing. I think the best time that, and we've received a meal or been a part of a meal train for several different reasons. Um, but I think the best time was when Chris's mom passed away and the family just every single day was receiving meals. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things you don't realize like in the middle of death like that, when it's someone very close to your family, eating is something that you have to do, but it really is like your last thought is something that you are just not even focusing on, not even considering. And then just the effort that it takes to plan a meal or make a meal or whatever it is, you just don't have the energy when you're grieving. And so I've, after her passing, I kind of thought to myself, anytime I know anybody who has lost a family member close to them, that's the one thing I'm going to do because it, yep. you just don't realize, you don't realize how much you don't eat when you're grieving. Right. And it, it might not even seem like a big deal at first to the person receiving it. Yeah. Um, until the meal train runs out and you realize, <laughs> gosh, no. Yeah. We would have we would have had a really hard time, yeah, <laughs> without those. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my recommendation. Cool. Get involved. Now we're moving on to things that we hate. Each of us has something to share that we wish would leave this earth. Call them unrecommendations. Mo, what do you got for us? Grinding my teeth. Grinding your teeth or my anybody teeth. grinding my teeth. Mm-hmm. My I teeth. Do that too. I do it in my sleep. And like, me too. Yeah. Me too. And that's the worst part of it is that I do it when I'm sleeping. I don't realize I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And you know, for several years, I want to say maybe five or six years now, I've dealt with jaw Jaw, pain. Yeah, jaw locking up or whatever. Uh Yeah. To the point where like if I yawn, and it's always been on my left side, when I yawn, my jaw will just kind of tense. I can't kind of... I can't lock or move or anything, which really stinks in the middle of a yawn. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody right now, just yawn and try to keep your jaw in the same position. It doesn't work anyway. But then I'll have this like hot fire tingling sensation through my jaw just from where I will clench and I will grind my teeth Mm. in my sleep and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. My jaw pops still occasionally and every now and then my jaw will get stuck like that with a yawn yeah or i have to like i have to like almost weirdly massage my mm-hmm. jaw to get it back mm-hmm. but that's a rare thing um the thing that i noticed first of all was that i have two teeth that touch like that's just been my bite and they have filed down uh-huh. to where they have a perfect line now. yep <laughs> yep uh. right so the the thing that i hate which I guess it's unfair to say that I hate it, but I hated this instance of it. Uh, it was It's a story that I haven't told on the show and I wanted to tell. And so I'm using this as my opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mo posted her and... 
posted nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mo's friend Samantha posted a picture of her and Mo uh, while they were on like a little trip, I guess, to Lubbock or somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to tell her that you said she was my friend and not our friend. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. In the photo. I'm not in the photo. Whatever. The friend's in the photo. <laughs> uh, Sam posted uh, a picture of them going to Texas Roadhouse, which is, a, I don't know how widespread they are. I mean, we are have them on the in? East Coast. Okay. So, so they're they're yeah. pretty well known. Okay. Yeah. It's not just in Texas. No. It's Texas Roadhouse, which uh, if you've been to them, they're, they're loud. They're full. There's, there's always a ton of people in there. They're... Cranking tables out real quick, like it's high turnover, high quick, move along, very loud, very fun kind move of Move it or lose it. Good kind of southern Texas food. Okay. Yeah. I had not been to one in over a decade, I think. But a couple months ago, uh, John from uh, the Two Words podcast and uh, his wife Hillary and I all went to a WWE show in Amarillo. Amarillo, Texas. And so before we went to that show, we're like, let's grab some dinner. And we're like, well, let's go to Texas Roadhouse. There's a Texas Roadhouse right here. So we get seated right away. Now, there are at least 200 people in this restaurant. Like, it is just jam-packed. Every single table. There's tons of tables. Three different, like, giant rooms full of people. And just every table full. We get, like, the last table that's open at the moment. And we slide in, and one of their big deals is they make their rolls there. Like, they make them, like, from scratch, make their rolls there, and their rolls are, like, buttery and good, and they give you tons of them. And so they gave us a basket of rolls as we sat down, and we're waiting. Our waiter hasn't even come to us yet. John is going to butter a roll. He picks up a roll, and he opens it to butter it, and there's something black in there. And John's like, that's weird. How did they manage to just like burn one little piece of the bread inside the bread? And it's like baked in there solidly, this piece. And he's like tapping on it. And he pulls it out and it is an acrylic fingernail baked into the roll. <laughs> and so our waiter comes immediately after he finds this. And John says, I really hate to do this to you because you look like a nice guy who just wants to go about his day. But can you tell whoever lost a fingernail that I found? <laughs> and he goes, are you serious? <laughs> and he's just in shock looking at this and apologizing. And we're laughing about it at the table. I mean, I'm rolling laughing. I am. I'm having trouble breathing at this point. I'm laughing so much. And he goes back and the manager lady comes out and goes, I'm 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 in shock. Nothing like this has ever happened <laughs> that I'm aware of. Nobody in the back has fingernails like that right now. So I don't know if this was from the earlier shift who made the dough or what. Um but we're 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 gonna comp your meals, <laughs> which was really nice and unnecessary. But the fact that there are 200 people or so eating in this restaurant, there are baskets of bread with at least five or six pieces of bread in every single one of them. And John... Nobody has nails like that because they're all in the rolls. <laughs> they're all in the rolls. They're John, all in the rolls. 
John happened to pick the one Texas Roadhouse with the one table with the one roll. That had a Leave it up to Berkey, why don't you? <laughs> if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. That's for, for sure. For the record, we did eat the rest of the roll. Did you open them and oh, examine yeah. them Absolutely. before? Absolutely. <laughs> every, every single one of them was opened. And oh, we've all learned a lesson gosh. here. Always open the roll. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to be going back there. I just I don't think I could get past it. Like we were already there, so I stuck it out. But I don't think I can go there again. Now it is time for our Twitch friends to ask us insanely personal, just plain silly, or possibly embarrassing questions. Our first question is from Ky Redhead. What is your go-to mindless doodle during a sermon or while on hold? Go-to mindless doodle, Mo. What do you doodle? Do you doodle? I do doodle. <laughs> what do you doodle? <laughs> <laughs> well, doodle, I'll tell you. Um, hey, I dated a guy in high school whose granddad was called Doodle. That's really? What they called him. When I just said, well, doodle, it reminded me. Anyway. They called him doodle like that was his like granddad name? Yeah, doodle. That's awesome. I like that. Really? Yeah. Well, we called my, my granddad Kaka. <laughs> so no. yeah, Doodle's much better. <laughs> yeah, they called him Doodle. Anyway, um, really, just flowers or three D shapes. That's all that flowers I. Flowers and three D shapes. What three D shapes? It's like a cube or like like all of the shapes in three D. Every shape in three D. Uh huh. You know how like you draw one shape and then you draw another shape, kind of <laughs> offset from it, and then you connect them with the lines. You know how you draw shapes and then you draw more shapes. It's those yeah. kind of shapes. That those I'm are the shapes about. that I draw. Shapes number one, two, and three. Those some are some of shapes. them have equal sides and some of them have uneven sides. But yeah, that's what I draw. That's what I doodle. So in I don't uh, doodle during sermons though during sermons during sermons I dropped a mockle <laughs> during <laughs> sermons I take notes Mhm I have mm -hmm. notebooks full Mhm mm That's like the one mm -hmm. thing that I'm going to leave behind to my children <laughs> Notebooks full Homework? of sermon <laughs> notes for them to look back and be like what the heck did she mean by this <laughs> Oh, she didn't understand that verse at all. <laughs> hey, but I really, I put at the top, I always do the date and then whoever the speaker is. And so they at least could go back and be like, whoa, <laughs> Pastor Kevin was way off here. <laughs> I had her mom just wasn't listening. That's true. Uh, when I was in high school, I did a comic strip. Uh, for fun on the regs, uh, even got it in the school newspaper a few times called uh, Oogalala, named after Ogalala, which is the aquifer that our area gets water from. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and it was all my buddies, like the comic strip featured all my buddies and me. And so typically I just doodle the cartoon comic strip version of myself, but like today's version. So bald headed with a beard. That's it's fair. usually me drawing my. How is that different from your 16 year old self? <laughs> I will hurl a mug at your face. <laughs> I didn't shave my jokes, head jokes, until jokes. I was 19. 18. 18. All right. Our <laughs> second question is from Lark. If you had a week of episodes with guest hosts, who would your who would be your top choices? Week of episodes with guest hosts. Mo, who would we, we decided we would do one for each day? 
That's what I did. Okay, that's what. But I'm I'm looking at your answers. Yeah. Like you did people you know. I did a couple people that I know, but there are two that I don't know. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I said I had three, and I just couldn't really settle on a fourth until the end of last week. Okay. Okay. Uh, I said Mother Teresa. I said what? Weird choice. I don't Listen. think she spoke English, did she? <laughs> we have translators. Mo- what a fun podcast that would it be. It would be. Mother Teresa, Candace Cameron Bure, Mary Owen. Candace Cameron Bure would be good, yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah, Mary Owen would also be good. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and the queen. The queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth. <sighs> Can't do that now. Also. Way to bring it down. My, well, Mother <laughs> Teresa is also. Oh, well, that's true. You're right. Long, um, long dead at this point. Yeah. But my son messaged me last week. Uh-huh. Cannon messaged me. Hey, mom, did you hear about Queen Elizabeth? And I was like, I mean, other than the fact that she died, that's all I've heard. And he's like, yeah, it's a bummer. And I was like, I mean, it happens every day. People die every day. <laughs> and he goes, mom, but she was cool. I was like, I don't know. I never met her. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, neither did I. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't like, know you've been hanging out with the queen so much, but I never met her. It really threw me that my 15-year-old was so upset <laughs> that the queen had passed away. Look, she, she's been queen decades longer than we've been alive. Right. I mean, she's she she squeezed every last ounce out of, out of being the queen. She did. <laughs> anyway. All right. My choices. Uh, I got two people that I know and two people that I do not know personally, but I think would be fun. Uh, Joey Porter. We've already had him. We've had him as a, as a guest, but I, as a co-host, I just, I miss, we were, it was going to be us. It was going to be me and him and we had good, we had good chemistry and then he up and left got married somewhere else to someone else to someone else <laughs> <laughs> we have a really we have a really nice photo from his wedding where it looks like we're the ones getting married <laughs> me and you no me oh, and him. I was like, what you weren't at his wedding i were was you? at his wedding you thank you wedding? very much yes you were you're right. and the I'm martinez's sorry. we all you're drove right. down to go wow i forgot i forgot <sighs> sorry anyway very nice photo of me and Joey, or it looks like we're getting married. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. I got Jaron Myers on here. He's a Christian comedian, uh, hosts his own pod- a couple of his own po- podcasts, but he's very Hopefully. funny. I think we'd have fun. Nick okay. D, also. And the Weekly Top 40? A podcast. No, that's that's Rick D's. <laughs> this is Nick D, uh, Christian hip-hop artist. Um, very entertaining. Keep going. Keep going. And Hector Mirai, who uh, hosts Faith and Fandom. We've uh, said that he needs to be on the show. Yeah, we need to have him on the show at some point. Yeah. Um, but he's fun. He's a fun dude. I just had a... Uh, I want some shady. <laughs> I do. I, well, I feel like you're just listing a lot of people you'd like to meet. <laughs> You're not, thinking, you're not thinking about a co-host of an, an if actual co-host. I can't use co-host. this opportunity for good, 
then what like you in gotta the think, world am you I using You gotta think about for? what we do on the morning show. You think Mother Teresa is gonna be into Uranus news stories? <laughs> you had to say that one, didn't you? <laughs> but it's a point. It's it a might good be, point. It might be interesting to see Mother Teresa <laughs> react to our weird news. <laughs> It could be very, listen, you never know. I have questions, okay? Uh, that's funny. Hey everyone, I'm Tierney Albright and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the fourth season of the Netflix original Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a mystery drama set in the 1980s that dips into the horror genre. The series revolves around a group of young friends dealing with an alternate dimension called the Upside Down that has been opened in small town Hawkins, Indiana, plus the few adults who believe them. Oh yeah, and one of their friends has superpowers, there's Russian bad guys, and the monsters are all named after creatures and characters from the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It's one of Netflix's most successful original series, with one final season currently in production. Stranger Things Season 4 dropped this summer, broken into a two-part release. Though only nine episodes, Season 4 is around 13 hours worth of content, with the final episode running longer than some movies at a whopping 2 hours and 20 minutes. This season is the series' freakiest yet, as things get darker, bloodier, and downright awesome. With the help of new characters Eddie and Argyle, both of whom quickly became fan favorites, the gang is split between multiple locations as they once again deal with the Upside Down. Definitely one to watch after the kids are in bed, but if you are sensitive to certain content, I would highly recommend checking out a content guide just in case. The villain of Stranger Things 4 is named after one of the worst Dungeons & Dragons enemies of all time, the Lich Vecna. Feeding on people's trauma, he causes deaths in Hawkins that spark up the infamous Satanic Panic of the 1980s. This causes the town to blame Dungeons & Dragons and take up their pitchforks against the leader of a D&D group that a few of our heroes are actually a part of. This leaves our heroes in Hawkins to deal with the trail of blood left by Vecna, while others in California take to the road to find help in the West. Eleven is busy earning back her powers, and the grown-ups are dealing with a Russian gulag. This season has a lot going on, but it plays it out and paces it well. Stranger Things has always been a great show for fans of Dungeons & Dragons, those who love 80s nostalgia, or just fans of freaky, spooky settings with horrific monsters. Season 4 is especially great for D&D players or those who have experienced Satanic Panic, also known as churches, schools, or general adults looking down on the role-playing game and its players. It is also a good season for those of us who just love horror content. For me personally, Satanic Panic playing a huge role in Stranger Things 4 was a selling point because I play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons, and the character that it targets was an instant favorite for me. I understand being judged for a nerdy hobby even if you are a kind person, and this person just really stood out. I have always been a fan of the show, but Season 4's brand of horror actually making me uncomfortable was kind of awesome if I'm being honest. It is probably one you will want to screen before watching with younger viewers, but we certainly waited until our three-year-old was in bed every night. Also, you might want to have tissues nearby. I'm Tyranny Albright, and remember, be careful making friends with kids with superpowers, or at least be prepared to fight some demogorgons. And for more chatting about horror and other content with me, you can find me at Silver Gaming USA on Twitter and playing all kinds of games at Silver Soul Streams on Twitch.
Proverbs 31. Scripture is meant to bring hope, not guilt or shame or condemnation. For so long, I can remember seeking out scripture to figure out how I was supposed to be living, but instead of feeling conviction and desire for change, I felt guilt and frustration that I wasn't enough and often closed my Bible believing I never would be. I have a really strong feeling that for many women, we do this when we read Proverbs 31. As the scripture gives an account of a godly woman, wife, and mother, it brings attention to all the tasks a woman is responsible for. It beautifully shines light on the importance and significance of the woman's role within her home and family, while also giving quite the detailed account of our many varying responsibilities. Many years ago, I started reading Proverbs 31 on the first day of every month, kind of as a restart for myself, a reminder of where my focus should be. But it wasn't until recently that I realized instead of finding joy in those verses, I felt guilt. Instead of finding hope, I felt burdened. Instead of finding the calling of God, I found a checklist from myself. Let us not forget that God's word is meant to be a guidepost, a lamp to our feet, an encouragement in time of trouble, and a hope in time of need. Is it meant to point us towards something greater? Yes, of course, but God has never been in the game of guilt tripping. He sees us today, but also knows where we'll be tomorrow and is taking care of our imperfections second by second in the in-between. So the next time you find yourself feeling guilt over who you're not yet, remind yourself if you're not dead, God's not done. You're still his work in progress. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. All right, so we're going to move into our main topic for the week by starting with a a kickoff discussion with our Discord, but not the way that we normally do it. We don't have people in the chat, but we have a lot of responses from the people in our Discord uh, about uh, the topic today. Let me explain what we're going to be discussing. Sitcoms, specifically the sitcoms that streaming services have been using as a base layer to keep fans subscribed. The big four streaming services all have one, one long running classic series that have millions of fans who love to keep the show running on repeat. And today we're going to talk today, we're going to talk about the most well-known uh, for their streaming run, having been uh, first, a big draw for Netflix. Oh, gosh, I got the hiccups. And now, Better, super power engaged. I was about to say. And they're gone. And now doing a lot of heavy lifting for Peacock, we're talking about The Office. And here's the interesting thing. I chose this one to be the one where our Discord chimed in because I know Mo doesn't like The Office. Mo's not a fan. And I, I'm aware that The Office is wildly popular. And so I'm like, let's go to Discord. Let's see what people think. And boy, was I surprised at some of these responses. So let me read to you a few responses. Just general thoughts about The Office is what I was asking for. Okay. Brother Mon says, I tried to get in the show more times than I can count, and it always fell flat for me. Mm -hmm. I was left staring at the screen unmoved while the rest of my friends howled with laughter. I have enjoyed clips of the show, particularly Jim's pranks, but I've never actually laughed at any of them. Shrug. 
Oriel Jedi says, I don't think I'll be able to join as, oh, uh, I've tried to watch The Office twice, and I just can't really get into it. I don't really see the hype of the show. People have said that it gets better after the first season, but I can't push myself to continue watching it. Misfire says, I could never enjoy it because it was too painfully close to accurate uh, to the office culture I've worked in and had to deal with. Uh, Lark says, I haven't managed to get through more than a few episodes. Thray says, I love the idea of it. And clips always have me laughing, but full episodes never quite landed. So much secondhand embarrassment, but not going to lie. Jim and Pam uh, pining hits the feels. Thank you, YouTube clips and best bit videos. Uh, at this point, I responded, I am finding these responses fascinating. <laughs> and Brother Mod said, dun, 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 plot twist. There are no Office fans here. Uh, let's see. Brother Mod added, this show was the thing to watch when I had roommates. They had people from our development come over every night it aired to watch. Invited people from their churches. I wanted badly to like it and enjoy it with them. Uh, but here we have KY Redhead, who said, we love The Office for the most part. Uh, Charlie and I are swapped Pam and Jim, and it's really fascinating and cringy to see how their relationship developed without Jesus or the positive influences we've benefited from. So it's like watching how they would have been had they not been believers. Got it. You know, kind of thing. Uh, also, Dwight is what is who I could have been without any of the above. <laughs> And then I think she was adding something else. She said, maybe we enjoy it because we don't have relationship or work woes that are represented on the show. Same reason I can't watch Gilmore Girls. Personal experience as a daughter sours me. Ooh, okay. I can see that. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, so oddly, like I said here, I'm in the minority. Uh, but the rest of the world largely agrees with me, just so you're aware. Uh, as Netflix was building its service, it leaned heavily on popular classic sitcoms, including Friends, but most notably The Office. When NBC announced that in 2021 The Office would move to their own streaming service, Netflix users were upset. It was estimated that almost 10% of U.S. subscribers canceled their subscription after The Office left, which is about $935 million in annual income that Netflix lost. Dang. Many claiming that The Office is literally the only thing that they watched on the service. Now, they were able to make some of that up during the pandemic because people were second home. Like, okay, I guess we'll get Netflix again. Peacock got a huge boost from adding The Office and even rewarded the fandom with completely reworked episodes with alternate and deleted scenes added back, added back in, making it a new experience. They called these super fan episodes. They've done the first five seasons in this way already, and they're planning to do all nine. And uh, they know what they're doing, because if you watch The Office on Peacock and let it play all the way through the series and you get to that final episode, the next autoplay episode that comes up, which is usually like a different show or a movie or something that's kind of related, mm -hmm. is super fan episode season one. And then you play through all the super fan episodes and you get to the last episode of that. And it starts auto-playing normal The Office season one, just an endless loop on and on of the two different versions of The Office. <laughs> so you could literally just have it playing forever. And 
Peacock doesn't get down with any of that crap of, you know, if you've been watching five hours, it's like, are you still there? Hit yes to keep playing. It'll just play forever. <laughs> I'm glad that that is a positive for you. Whereas for me, like if I'm falling asleep to something. Yeah. And it doesn't automatically shut off. Then the next night I have to go back and be like, yeah, where go search I the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So love it or hate it. The office, uh, three makers asking if I've tasted, tested this and I absolutely have. Uh, so love it or hate it. The office has touched a chord with society. So today we're going to take a look at how the office changed the game. Okay. And that's kind of what we're doing with all of the shows this week. Looking how it changed sitcom TV. Okay. So number one, no more three camera, no more laugh track. So most sitcoms are set like on yeah. stages, almost uh -huh. like plays kind of. You have right. a studio audience in the background and you have three cameras, all different angles in the same room trying to catch the different shots. Mm -hmm. With uh, The Office, they focus more heavily on single camera, like one camera moving around with the scene. And so it would move to whoever's talking or it would be like the steady cam where they're giving the interviews and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then, of course, no more laugh track. Most sitcoms, even up to the start of The Office, had laugh tracks mm -hmm. to kind of cue the audience on when to laugh. One of the, the most chilling things I think I've ever watched, the most kind of cringe inducing things I've ever watched is on YouTube. There's a bunch of clips from The Big Bang Theory. Without where they've the taken laugh the laugh track out. Yep. And it is so depressing and uncomfortable. Because it's not funny. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> when you, you don't have tracks. somebody telling you to laugh at something and you realize yeah. it's not funny, then yeah, it, it, right. it's depressing. Laugh tracks, <laughs> laugh tracks convince you that what you're hearing is funny. And it's based on, it's similar to like the movie theater. If you go to a movie theater and you're the only one in the theater or there's very few of you in there, you're not likely going to laugh out loud because it's kind of uncomfortable. You don't feel you don't really do that on your own either. My like, kids and I did that hardcore when we good. watched Super that's Pets good. the other night. <laughs> but when when there's a whole crowd of people, yeah. boo, you get into it. Everyone's yeah. laughing out loud. It's hilarious. Um, so that's kind of the experience they're going for. They're like, well, if we have people already laughing, people are going to be like, ah, oh, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but they have overused it to the point where it's like, now we're just trying to convince you it's funny. But it's, even not. it's not. Yeah. Um, now this is, The Office is by far not the first to do either of these things, but it was one of the more popular shows to have those two things going for it. Mm. Next, the rise of mockumentary TV. So this fake documentary style uh, television show, I'm still not sure if they were the first one, but they are the most popular. Now, of course, this was based off the original office from the UK, um, which was had a shorter run because it's British television and they give you closure. But uh, it was one of the reasons, oh, we'll get to that in the next one. Uh, but anyway, mockumentary, fake documentary television was kind of unheard of, uh, and if it existed before The Office, it wasn't very popular. But then it gave rise to shows like Parks and Recreation and mm -hmm. Modern Family, two also very popular, long-running television shows. The weird mockumentary style is just fun. It's a fun mm -hmm. gimmick. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more 
And I'm not sure if there's I any shows there running. Are there? I know that there are. I just can't think of them. Are there any running right now? Or has that has that been like a fad that has now passed? Oh, no. I don't think there's I any I don't watch right TV now. anymore. It kind of yeah. makes me really sad. <laughs> All right. Number three ways, that, the third way The Office changed the game. Embracing cringe comedy. Ugh. Okay. There are... At least two or three episodes that a lot of people, even hardcore Office fans, have to skip because it is, while funny, so painful. The cringe aspect is so painful. And that's the whole first season (laughs) for me. Yes. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. The first season of The Office tried to copy essentially the same aesthetics, the same feel as the British version. The British version is like that the entire way through. Yeah. They only have two short seasons and a Christmas special, but like all of those are just mm, a little rough. Just your whole body's clinching just a little bit every now and then. And so the office here in America tried to do the exact same thing, but American audiences typically aren't really looking for that. And so they had to retool it for season two. And by season three, they had it nailed down um, with the, the new feel for it. But you still had a lot of cringeworthy moments. Uh, they just didn't do it like for the whole episode, except for these occasional ones. The one that I the one that I can't stand is Scott's Tots. Now, Scott's Tots is an episode where we find out that Michael Scott, 10 years ago, thought that in 10 years time he'd be a billionaire and so 10 years ago he promised an entire second grade class that he would pay for their college Mm. and in that whole 10 years time he keeps thinking it's gonna happen i'm gonna make it happen i'm gonna get there i'm gonna make it happen and then it has been 10 years and they're all gonna be going to college and he and they all have like shirts and they've been doing sending him letters and doing all the you know, they've been a thing. The Scott's Tots thing has been a big deal for these kids and we've never heard about it until now. And he has to go and say, I don't have any money. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then he's like, But you can't go to college without laptops and he pulls out a, a suitcase. And you think for a second, oh, you got them all laptops. And you can't have laptops without batteries. And he brought lithium lithium batteries for laptops. Wow. (laughs) So it's just so painful of an episode because you just. For me, that's how the entire show is. The whole stinking show is painful. Uh, I can't. And it's because of Michael Scott. The whole thing. I like Jim and Pam. I even yeah. like Dwight. Mm-hmm. I like most of the characters. But Michael but Scott. Michael Scott. I just can't. I love it. I love it. I can't. <sighs> All right. The next thing that The Office did to change uh, sitcom culture was investing in digital content. They were one of the earlier adopters of like webisodes from the show. And they created several different like mini series for online only. Uh, usually utilizing the the secondary characters, the side characters, and giving them like a full story online, which is really cool. But the number one thing that The Office did, which, Mo, you might not think this is a good thing. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Is it saved TV from going exclusively reality TV. 
this was this was the the big you know the early two thousands was the height. Yeah, that's when reality TV was really taking off. It is super inexpensive to make compared to sitcoms. And you can get so much content out of it because a lot of these reality shows are like recording people 24 hours a day. Like this, this is cheap, quick, easy, and most people loved it. And so every network was changing all of their um, primetime viewing shows to reality shows, be they competitions, like singing competitions, American Idol or whatever, Survivor, Big Brother, all uh, cooking competitions, you know, Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. MasterChef, mm-hmm. all those were coming out and becoming the primetime shows on the networks. And The Office was one of the few TV shows that were able to claw out a portion of the nighttime, you know, the primetime slots and say, no, we're still here. We can still make really good, worthwhile comedy that's worth investing in. Mm-hmm. And I remember that that paved the way for all of Thursday night on NBC again to be comedies. And it was The Office, Parks and Rec, My Name is Earl and Community. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite two hours for like four years. <clears throat> and none of them had laugh tracks. Two of them were mockumentary style. Uh, all of them were very kind of different shows compared to what we're used to seeing in sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it gave us faith in yeah. sitcom TV again. Well, and I will say, like I love reality television, mm-hmm. but there is something to be said about a good sitcom that mm-hmm. you can just kind of get lost in and and not really have to be super invested in the characters and kind of can skip an episode and pick right back up. And, but that's not the office. <laughs> Here's what I have to say. I love cringe comedy because I know that it's fake. When I get cringiness from reality TV shows, I'm like, this is actual humanity on trial, and I hate it. Okay, and here's the flip to that. Like, people watch sitcoms and find themselves in the characters. Like, that's why you Mm. get so invested in the Mm -hmm. show is because you find yourself or you find someone who you love and care about in one of the characters. And for me, having a character like Michael Scott drives me bananas (laughs) the thought that my boys could watch this show and be like i am totally michael scott because there's a lot of a lot of michael scott in in both of my children i do not ever 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 want for my kids to aspire to be like him no just for for everybody on twitter you're holding holding it close to your microphone and not to the camera (laughs) the dundies How can I explain it? Earned that award for winning an office trivia contest here at Blackwater Coffee. You earned an award. (laughs) We're going to talk about the other sitcom that was doing heavy lifting for Netflix for years before it was acquired by another streaming service. It's HBO Max's Friends. Now, of the four series we're spotlighting, spotlighting this week, this is the one that I'm least familiar with. I have seen the whole series. 
but only once through. Beyond that, it's just been random episodes here and there. But Mo, you hate the show, right? Absolutely. It's the worst <laughs> show that has ever aired on television. Ever. Not. Don't let them hear you say that, even joking. Not. It's my favorite show of all time. I watch it every single night as I go to bed. Every night. Every night. <laughs> every night. To this day, turn the TV on, put on HBO Max, pick a random episode of a random season to start, and I just fall asleep. Is that the only friends. reason you have HBO Max? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And what is really sad is we have yeah, the you entire... Yeah, you own all the DVDs, right? Yeah. But it's so inconvenient now to set up a DVD player in every room. But... <laughs> Well, and I I only watch it at night as I'm going to sleep. It's not as if mm. I, you know, I wish when when we were first married, um one of the one of our wedding gifts was like a home theater system that had the 5 disc oh, yeah, yeah, DVD yeah. player. I wish we still had that because that made nighttime viewing super easy cuz we'd just pop in 5 discs and it would just rotate through all 5 as yeah, anyway. That'd be most of a that season a you could get through there, yeah. Yeah. Or a whole season, A right? whole season. Seasons are at least four. Four. Sometimes yeah. five. The if office it had, had like, a, bonus the office, stuff. The office had a five-disc season, and it wasn't just bonus stuff. Like, it was an extended season. They had, like, 27 or 28 episodes in that yeah. one season. I will say, watching it on DVD is far better than watching it on any sort of streaming or... What is that? Because you actually get the content that was removed and clipped for like um timing purposes on television you at it has all of that in there like there's whole pieces of conversation they that, don't put those back in for the streaming services nope oh nope i'm feeling like that's only friends uh, i mean i don't know i i there's no I, other. I know i know for all the series that i've had and owned the dvds for the streaming versions have been pretty much identical yeah um with the exception of like the occasional, someone in this episode said something that today is too racist to be on a TV show, so we yeah. can't air that show at all anymore. For whatever like reason, that. with Friends, they air like on on you can stream whatever was aired on television, weird. not what was made. That's real weird. For DVD. That's real, real weird. Yeah. Well, uh, KY Redhead says, I can't stand Friends anymore. We watched in college and loved it, but I love Mo. Thanks. <laughs> or love Mo. I love you too, Hillary. Which kind of made it sound like sarcastic. I but love, I love Mo. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at how Friends changed sitcom TV, all right? All right. Number one. Friends was really the rise of the friendship-based sitcom over the family or workplace-based sitcom. Yeah. Uh, and this paved the way for shows like How I Met Your Mother, mm -hmm. New Girl, Community, Big Bang Theory, which, again, love it or hate it, it was a popular show that ran for 10 seasons. See, and I'm of the <laughs> mindset that How I Met Your Mother is just It really is. It's really just remade. like this generation's friends. It's yeah. like, it, it, as if Ross was telling his own story, yeah. his perspective, because yeah, he would be, well, oh man, what's his name? I just had a brain fart. What's his name? What's his name? Who? Bob Saget's character. What's his name? Oh, um, Ted, Ted, Ted Mosby. Yeah. yeah Ross and Ted. Are the same person. Have you met Ted? Yeah. <laughs> I love how I met your mother. I do like how I met your mother. Far more than friends. I, uh, <laughs> not far more, but I do like, yeah. 
yeah, it's a fun, it's a very fun show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this wasn't very common, and certainly, though probably not the first. Again, none of these I don't think were the first to do all these things, but they were the first to do them spectacularly. Right. And so they're known for it. So yeah. Friends really paved the way for a new kind of sitcom. Yeah. Uh, friend groups uh, being made up of both men and women yeah. was also not a common thing on TV. It's usually, if you're, you're in a group of friends on TV, you have your guys all together, you have your wives all together. That's kind of how it went. Yeah. It wasn't a situation where any guy, girl, combination of any of the two of the six could hang out and it'd still feel normal. Right. And there would rarely be any kind of like romantic stuff going on. Like there was romance, there was stuff in there, but for the most part of the show, they were really just all friends. They yeah. could just I all mean, be friends. They all kissed each other at least once sure. in the show. Every single one of them. <laughs> um, but still, for the most part. I mean, yeah, there was, there was romance with each one. Sure. Except Monica and Ross, Except but that's Monica because they're Ross. brother and sister. So, you know, that would be strange. <laughs> but, I mean, all of them. But, yeah, it definitely leaned more towards friendship than right. romance. Right. That was more of like a side story to the overarching fact that they For were the all six part, friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, aside from the underlying thing that laid from Ross the beginning of Roger and Rachel all the yeah. way to the end. Yeah. Uh, number three, fast-paced plot lines. Now, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I'm thinking like Full House and Family Matters and even Fresh Prince. Most of them had very slow-moving 22-minute shows. They had two stories usually going on. They had an A story and a B story, but they only usually followed one or two characters in a show. Since there were six people on Friends that were the main characters. You had to account for all six of them and not nearly every single show, which yeah. meant that even if there's still, I think there's still typically only an A story and a B story, but they always involved all six at some point. At some point. And so yeah. you had to move those stories along. Yeah. And so it went for more fast paced storytelling. And that's something that has also now been seen in, you know more shows moving forward, mm -hmm. larger casts, fast paced storytelling, still entertaining. Uh huh. Um, but it makes you feel like you get so much more story. Right. <laughs> in it's fast paced, but it's also easy to follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't get lost in all of it. Right. They did it really well. Yeah. All right. Friends also walked the line really carefully and skilled between cheesy humor and dark reality. Mm -hmm. It is a masterclass in many ways for how to have humor in spite of tough situations, because there was humor in the shows, even focused on situations like divorce, death of family members, suicide, cheating, uh, being abandoned by parents, being fired, unplanned pregnancies, tension with parents, infertility, all of these real world, real tough, real scary issues. They were still able to find humor, not in a way that mocked those situations, right. but in a way that made you kind of feel more 
camaraderie uh-huh. with the people going Connected through those things, with especially if that's something that you've gone through. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a good reminder as to kind of how to handle a lot of those mm-hmm. those tough situations in life. One of my favorite episodes, and I have a, I, I don't think I've ever actually said this out loud, so thanks for giving me a place to say it, but one of my <laughs> favorite episodes is when Ross and Monica's Nana passes away and they just, they had this really closeness with their Nana. She, it's the house that, or the apartment that Monica lives in. Mm -hmm. Um, so as Nana passes away, first of all, there's one scene in it where they think that she's gone. They're in the hospital. They think she's taken her last breaths, right? They come out to tell their mom, Judy, and then as they go back in, her eyes open and have she has like one of those um, muscle reactions that a lot of people have as they are passing, yeah. you know, where Monica and Ross both just kind of freak out for half a second. Like, wait, what happened? Is she not dead? Is she still alive? What's going on? Okay. But then also they are in Nana's bedroom and they're trying to pick out after she has in fact passed away. They're trying to pick out her outfit to wear yeah, that's right. in her that. casket. Um, and they reach up to try and find a pair of shoes that Judy thinks is reasonable. And as Ross hits a box, um, like a shoe box from the top of the closet, a whole other shoe box falls down of just sweet and low packets. And there was this whole story about how whenever they see sweet and low, they're going to think of Nana because she always had sweet and low packets in her purse. And so this whole shoe box of just sweet and low is like raining from the top of the closet, essentially onto all of them. And it was just one of those like moments of, yes, this is tragic. And yes, this is incredibly uh, devastating that we've lost someone who, who means so much to us. But there's this simple reminder of her every time that we see these sweet and low packets, even the ones that are raining down on our head from the top of her closet as we're trying to find a pair of shoes that our mother sees fit to put her in the ground in. (laughs) That entire episode is just one of my favorites just because of the way that they handle death and they handle death with someone who is incredibly close to them with with humor and you know, an honest, realistic look in a tough situation. Yeah. 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 I agree. That's, it was a good episode for sure. That's Mm -hmm. one, one that I do remember one standout that I do remember pretty clearly. Yeah. So the last one that I have here and it's, it's just labeled pottery barn. Yeah. And (laughs) the reason why this is so, um, significant as things that, that, uh, friends change for television is that, up until this this one episode, where uh, who was it? It was Rachel it's bought Phoebe, a Phoebe, Phoebe and Rachel. Phoebe and Rachel. They're living together. Phoebe is one hundred percent against Pottery Barn. Right, and so Rachel buys at a Pottery Barn, but says she got it at a thrift store at a, or something. A like flea that. market. Flea market. Yeah. yeah. All right. From the, the, the f- times of yore. The fact that they <laughs> talked about Pottery Barn so much in this episode, it gave Pottery Barn a significant boost in sales uh, for a long time after that episode aired, simply for the word of mouth, simply for, you know, people that didn't know what Pottery Barn was and never been in it. Right. Now they kind of knew that's where that Pottery Barn craze started. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. KY just asked that. Friends is what started the Pottery Barn craze in the 90s. 
And the reason why that was so significant is because up until this point, most like product placement, quote unquote, kind of stuff only really happened in kids shows because it was like advertising toys or food yeah, or all this kind of yeah. stuff. You would see, you know, Coke cans and whatever in movies but and even stuff like that. It had to be like. No, no, no. I mean, in movies and stuff. In TV shows, yeah, they blur oh. them out because they don't want to. It's it's a it's a fine line. Like sometimes Coke will like Pepsi or whatever will pay a movie company. Hey, let us be the only soda featured right. in your movie. Yeah. But then on TV shows, you're like, no, you want to use name brands. You need to pay us. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's why there's Let's Potato Chips in nearly every sitcom. Uh, because it's a fake brand yeah. <laughs> that they can continue to use. Anyway. Um, Pottery Barn got such a big boost from that, that this kind of became a thing that happened in a lot of sitcoms moving forward, but they're usually pretty subtle about it. It's usually just, it's like a part of the story. We mention the thing, but we're never like there, right? you know, and it's not like we're just heralding it as this big thing. Community went the other direction with it and just went over the top every time they had one of these kind of product placement type things that are a part of the episode. They had Subway buy the college and turn it into a Subway sandwich university. They had an episode about a, a very persuasive kind of sneaky guerrilla marketing salesman guy who fell in love with Britta who only existed to sell Honda SUVs and Honda cars. And that was the whole episode about how they could still be together. And he could, if they both, you know, worked for Honda and had the, the CEO or whatever, you know, talking to them. So y'all are a perfect salesman team, you know, kind of thing. Like they leaned heavily into it. They had a, they were going to start, um, an astronaut, um, like a space exploration training class or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they had the KFC's uh, finger-licking good space system <laughs> old ship RV thing. They really did go <laughs> like over the top. Went, they went nuts with it. And they and they knew that, I mean, they, they wanted it to be, you know, over the top. But, like, that kind of stuff, uh, more subtly, Subway's been in, like, Chuck. Do you remember Chuck with uh, Zachary Levi? He was, like, a accidental super spy kind of guy. No. Okay, well, it was, it was really good. But anyway, Subway was in that all the time. Like, it was never... Well, some a couple of times it was over the top, but for the most part, it wasn't. It's was just like, oh, the boss is eating a Subway sandwich, and it's just very well presented. Right there, it's like, mm, takes a bite of it, and that's the whole thing. But it really paved the way for getting businesses in shows. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Sometimes it is. It's really just how it how it is played out and how it's written into the show. I really actually loved the over-the-top community versions. Um, but yeah, that's one of the ways to change it. I'm not really saying that it changed it for the better, but <laughs> that is one of the ways that Friends change TV. I uh, find it funny because that episode is kind of one of those episodes that's like, I feel like every season of every television show has that one episode that just doesn't really fit in. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense that it's there. Mm -hmm. You know, it just had, it was a filler episode to get them to however many episodes they needed for right. that season. And I feel like with Potter, with the Pottery Barn episode, that was that. That was that one for yeah. that season? Mm -hmm. I get you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Brother Mod said, Apple paid a considerable amount for Marvel to not have a villain ever use an iPhone. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the kind of stuff that we deal with now. My goodness. We're going to talk about the current sitcom that is doing heavy lifting for Netflix. The show about nothing. Seinfeld. Seinfeld is a classic change up to the sitcom formula. Are you a fan, Mo? Um, Seinfeld? I don't I don't think I would say I'm a fan. Okay. But I don't hate it. Okay. Um I when Seinfeld first came out, I was more of a Mad About You fan. Mad About You was good. It was that was my favorite Mad about you was show. Really good. They, I, is it anywhere on TV? Yeah, yeah, it's streaming somewhere. I've watched it I, in the last few years. I, I may have to go find it. And, Might be Hulu and start know. watching it again um, because that was between the two. Mad about you, one all day every day. I enjoyed Seinfeld. There's there's episodes that I think are funny, but me. <laughs> Mad about you was a really good. It was a really good family comedy because it was different from the other family comedies because there were no kids. Yeah. It was just adults yep. that were married and trying to be a family. Yep. And yeah, that was interesting. But anyway, I get it. I understand. Yeah. They even had a little bit of a crossover, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Because his old apartment was actually Kramer's apartment or yes. something like that. Yeah. That was funny. And then they had... A crossover, of course, with Friends, yeah. with Phoebe's sister, Ursula. Uh-huh. And then we they brought that character into Friends. I yep. thought that was brilliant, too. I know. Loved it. Yep. Loved it. But anyway, we're talking about Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's take a look at how Seinfeld changed TV. So there's a lot to talk about here. First of all, Seinfeld abandoned the moral at the end of the story kind of sitcom. Yeah. It allowed comedy to just exist in a vacuum. One of the key things that they set out to do at the beginning was make sure that none of the four characters ever learned a lesson. Yeah. They didn't want these characters to grow. They didn't want them to become better people. They wanted them to just have their experiences and then just be. continue on. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, And you can see that. It was harder to see maybe when it was originally airing and you're watching one a week, you know, for nine years. Mm -hmm. But like if you sit down and just binge watch all these things, you're like, man, does he not remember what happened two years ago? Right. <laughs> and like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> or he thinks it'll be change. It'll change this time. It'll be different. It was it was the quintessential uh, the quintessential do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, yeah. but never getting that different result. Insanity kind of character. <laughs> um, but I do, I do like that. I, you know, while I'm, I'm fine with moral at the end of the story kind of shows. You know, where you're like, well, I guess I've learned that. Blah blah blah. You know, that's fine. And we got that with Family Matters. We got that with Fresh Prince. We got that with uh, Full, House. Full House. We got that with Sister Sister and Growing Pains. Growing Pains, Boy Meets World. Yeah, all of all those of shows. Them. Plenty of them. All fantastic shows for the most part. <gasps> Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Home yes. Home improvement. Home improvement for the win. Step by step. I gotta watch oh me gosh. some home improvement. Okay. Man, that's a good show. We'll just all go right. back to our anyway. Childhood. All of those were really good. All yeah. those were moral at the end of the story shows. Yeah. Not taken away from any of that, but there was something really fun about just abandoning that for just straight up wacky comedy. Yeah. And not having to worry about learning a lesson. <laughs> yeah. I yeah I can agree with that. Uh, the second thing is it also abandoned the big issues. There was rarely an episode that focused on anything heavy. 
it was all about sweating the small stuff. Mm -hmm. It was about parking spaces. It was about the little things that you didn't like about the person you were dating that ruined the entire relationship. Airing was, your grievances. Yeah, airing your grievances. <laughs> Festivus. Uh -huh. It was, it was, um, no soup for you. <laughs> It was cereal. It was orange. I, one of yeah. the one of the things that I remember. The, one of my favorite stupid scenes. Like this is the dumbest thing to have an argument about. But that was the whole point. Was Elaine wanted some orange juice. She pulls one of the, an individual orange juice thing out of Jerry's thing. Takes a sip. Goes, this is awful. And Jerry says, Well, did you shake it? Like I'm sick of shaking things. <laughs> And he goes over, picks it up, and just starts shaking it very gently. Goes, oh yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a big plot point of the show. That's ridiculous. It sweat the small stuff, and it made it hilarious. It's all the little things that we nitpick, complain about, and yeah. we got to hear that on TV. You're like, I've complained about that. I'm sick of shaking things. Yeah. Why do you gotta shake everything? Can't they make it pre-shaked? Yeah. So it's funny. I was. But doing see, there are where the lessons are. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. Um, so that was fun. Number three, they were uh, one of the most popular meta shows. Now, meta as a concept in shows was not uberly common because it was confusing. <laughs> but it's the show that was self-aware. There was even a long arc of them pitching a show about nothing to NBC called Jerry, mm -hmm. starring Jerry and a whole different set of actors that were very similar to the actual actors that played the friends in Seinfeld. It was very weird, very surreal. This is one of the earliest meta comedies where they 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 know what the, they know what they're doing. They're winking at the audience. They're breaking the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall without looking at the camera. Mm. Like it's like we know this is a show about nothing, and we know that this sounds stupid. <laughs> and then it gets canceled, yeah. which Seinfeld almost did, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But like it's it was one of the first self aware comedies that winked at the audience like that. Yeah. And so it paved the way for things like community. Community is just nonstop meta nonsense, 30 rock family guy, things that are self-aware shows that are self-aware and not at the, the audience a lot within that. Yeah. Number four, it proved that it can take a while for a show to hit its stride. There are so many promising sitcoms that get canceled after their first season with networks not giving them a chance to work out the kinks, and it makes me really sad. One of them stars a Friends alum, and it's one of my... Of, there's I have like a dozen or so shows that only had one season, and I have that season because I bought them in like big lots or whatever when we didn't yeah. have a lot of money. And most of them, yeah, I can see. Bleh. But there was one show starring Matthew Perry mm. called Go On. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see this? Mm -hmm. Yes. I loved it. I mean, it was okay. No, um, look, I, look, I understand it wasn't perfect, but it was a great start. Better than The Office, better than Seinfeld first seasons. Yeah. Like as a first season with the cast of characters it had, it could have gone real far. And they gave it an entire season. They didn't even cut it off early, but then they're like, nah. We had um, Grandfathered, 
which was uh, had John Stamos in it, playing like a grandfather, but he was like too young to be a grandfather kind of feeling. It was like him figuring out that, yeah, okay, he's not young anymore. It was hilarious. Yeah. There was a show with, um, at the same time, with oh, the guy in Parks and Rec, the healthy guy. The healthy guy? The fit, oh, ben? fitness guy. Ben, no, the fitness no. guy, the other guy, not oh, Ben, his partner. His name's Chris. Chris Chris Traeger, that guy. Yeah. So what's his real name? I don't know. You remember? Mm-mm. Anyway, that guy, he got a new show, had a whole season. It was really hilarious, and they canceled that. I dislike that they don't give shows time to work out the kinks and become good. And I think it should be proven with The Office and with Seinfeld that this is something worth trying with most shows. Because The Office should be proof enough that shows deserve to get a second chance because The Office bombed in season one. And season two was wishy-washy. It didn't really hit its stride until season three. Seinfeld didn't even get, was like on the verge of cancellation for the first three years. It didn't take off in popularity until season four, which is a lot of episodes to get through. Yeah. And three solid years to get through. But they kept it on there and kept giving it a chance. And then it hit season four. And now it is one of the most iconic TV shows of all time because they gave it time to work out all the issues and become something amazing. Yeah. And so it, I think this proves we should give it a shot. Brother Maude here says uh, New Girl's first season was super shaky, too. It definitely was. But the New Girl became one of the most popular shows. I love New Girl. New Girl's hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Um. Lastly, last way the Seinfeld changed TV uh, on our list here is the rise of the female comedy lead. Yes. So before this, there were female leads in sitcoms, but in most cases, they played the straight man of the ensemble, Golden Girls notwithstanding, because they were all women. Right. Elaine Bennis brought the woman out of the love interest role, which she had in like those first five episodes of the first season. Brought her out of that role and made her as slapstick, as offensive, as satirical, and as hilarious as any of the three men. Yeah. Uh, she like she often got made fun of. She often was the butt of the joke just as much as the other guys were. They didn't like put her on a pedestal, right. but they also didn't lower her beneath uh-huh. the, the men either. Like she was co-equal in presentation yeah. of the show. And it paved the way for other comedy leads like Liz Lemon in 30 Rock, Jessica Day in New Girl, Kimmy Schmidt in Kimmy Schmidt, <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Like it was a it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And so that's that's kind of what we've always wanted, right? I, I mean, you can speak to this better than I can, but we've kind of always wanted not not women put on a pedestal over the men and not women beneath the men. We wanted equal. For them to be seen as yeah, equally. As funny. Talented. As good. Right. I, if there is a, t- a television character that I feel like, one, I want to be most like, and two, that I do kind of feel like I'm most like, it is Elaine. I do kind of have, she doesn't have like girl friends, you know, she's more of a, a a guy's girl Mm -hmm. has a, you know, this group of dudes that she just 
typically hangs around with, but she can hang with them. She yeah. doesn't have to be like uh, babied. And, right. You know, like they don't have to soften themselves around her for Handle the sake kid, of her. Kid gloves. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and that I, I, but exactly. She's hilarious. She is just as hilarious as the guys are. Mm-hmm. Serves her own right, has her own way, you know, just very much one of the comedians, just like George Kramer and Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like to think that that is me. <laughs> sort of. You also can dance. So. Hey, I actually can dance. Thank you very much. I got uh, rhythm and funk. <laughs> you got rhythm and blues. Whatever rhythm you think you have gives the rest of us the blues. Uh, you're hilarious. Brother Mod said, now Julia Louis-Dreyfus is Val and Marvel, and the old adage is you live long enough to see yourself become the villain is proven yet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they're really going to do with her. Like, we've seen her a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the tail end of Black Widow, and I think that's it. But, like... I'm pretty sure she's recruiting the Thunderbolts. Is that the story? And Thunderbolts is supposed to be the last movie, I think, of Phase 5. I don't know. But it's going to be good. I'm excited. I will tell you, I think my favorite thing about Seinfeld is that it really drives home the idea that you can take four very different people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in high school, when you're in elementary school, middle school, your friend group, you all pretty much look the same. Yeah. You know? You look the same, wear the same clothes, like the same things. And the second that you come to find out that there's a difference, then that friend is like, oh, we're not friends anymore. I can't play with you anymore. You know, but once you're an adult, you kind of realize how silly and juvenile that is. And I can remember watching Seinfeld as a preteen and a teenager and kind of having that realization of these four people are very different. Mm -hmm. They would not be friends if they were in middle school or high school because they are so vastly very different. It just kind of drove home the idea for me that when you're an adult, friendship is about so much more than your likes and your dislikes and how you look. Mm -hmm. And it's just about getting along with people who are different than you. I, that's my favorite thing because (laughs) like Kramer, George, Jerry, yeah. They're all very different, yeah. Super, three incredibly different men that (laughs) are, yeah, I don't, there's like no similarity there. They shouldn't be friends. They, You know what I mean? Yeah. But they are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my favorite thing about Seinfeld. And uh, they also did embrace cringe comedy a little bit, like early, early aspects of cringe comedy. One of my favorite things is the fact that they did not give the show a happy ending. The final episode of Seinfeld was a big event. It was like the biggest event since the final episode of MASH. Like people were ready for it. And they were like, and they're like, you, you, we have, we're not going to tell you how long the episode's going to be. Just the start time. Come Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And it was like an hour and a half long. It was 90 minutes. And the whole episode and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, but it's been so many long years. Right. The whole episode is just how terrible of people they are, how they are visiting another, I think it's another state uh, that has a good Samaritan law. And they watch this guy get robbed in the street 
and they're, they happen to be filming them because they're on like a vacation. One of them has a camera and they're filming it and they're just making commentary. Oh, you hate to see that. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And they're making snide comments about him being overweight or whatever. And then he goes on and they get arrested and put on trial because they didn't intervene in any way or call the police or do anything. They just sat there and watched and videotaped it. And so they brought in all these classic characters that have been slighted by these four in the nine years previous and just put them all on the stand and tell them how horrible they were. And then they end up all going to jail. <laughs> That's how the show ends. And I remember people were livid about it. I thought it was hilarious. I, I don't remember it. You don't remember that? I, people were livid. That's how it ended. And it ended, like the very last scene, I'm pretty sure, was Jerry Seinfeld giving a stand-up set in prison. Like it was ridiculous. Way, a ridiculous way to end a show. But it was the perfect way, in my opinion, to end that kind of show. That kind of show was a show about four people who never learned their lesson. And this show, that episode, just showed how over the nine years, they certainly didn't. And now they have to pay for it <laughs> and go to jail for two years or whatever it was. Very odd. Very, very odd. <laughs> I loved it. We're going to talk about the surprising launch day series for Disney+, Plus, which is simultaneously one of the oldest of the four, and yet the only one that is still going with no end in sight. The Simpsons. Really? The Simpsons has been going for 30 plus years now. It started oh in gosh. 1989. Christmas of 1989 was the first episode. Isn't Homer dead by now? <laughs> now, a lot of us think that it jumped the shark in season nine and we could have ended it there. But it is popular enough still to keep going. Uh, so there are certainly people watching. Have you ever been a fan, Mo, of The Simpsons? No. No? Oh, that's sad. Simpsons was my jam. I wasn't allowed to watch it, and then by the time that I I left my house, and I was like, all right, rebellion. I was like, this is dumb. Okay, my mom did me a favor. (laughs) By the time time we were adults, it was no longer edgy. Like, this this wasn't edgy anymore. There was Family Guy, there was South Park, there were all those other things going on at that point. But I also hated all of those, too, so... Kibbegan says, hot take, Simpsons are no longer funny. That's not a real hot take. Like I said, most of us think it peaked at season eight, could have ended by then, and we could have been good. Um, But it has been such a long-running show that obviously it has changed TV in many ways and many times over the years. So we're going to take a look at... uh, a few of those ways, a little more than the last uh, three. We have a few more. So number right. one, <laughs> this was the, the the sitcom, the family sitcom, where satire became the main focus. So family, politics, workplace, school, every aspect of the normal life was looked through through a satirical lens. Yeah. And this was often mistaken for the show promoting bad behavior. Uh, famously, President George Bush Sr. said... You know, we want America's families to be more like the Waltons and less mm-hmm. like the Simpsons. And that started like a funny little feud between the Simpsons and the Bushes. And then they even made George Bush a character on one of the episodes called Two Bad Neighbors, where it was Homer versus <laughs> George Bush in this prank war back and forth. Uh, it was great. It was a great episode. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Sorry, I can't weigh in. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, they uh, super glued a rainbow afro to George Bush's head. 
and he had to go like give this speech at the super PAC or something, and he had it like cut, like a normal haircut, but it was still a rainbow. And so he's wrapping up a speech. And he says, "So does anyone have any questions?" And everybody raises their hands and goes, "Keeping in mind that I already explained about my hair." And then all the hands go back down. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, yeah. next up, massively, so they had a massive, massive supporting cast with uh, large backstories uh, that are often explored pretty deeply in some episodes that are focused exclusively or almost exclusively on those characters. In so many sitcoms... The cast remains mostly small. Friends was a large cast for a live action TV show. Right. Okay. Side characters are often barely seen or utilized. Many side characters, while popular, might only be seen a handful of times each season. And usually just for a scene or two. Like they're not a part of the main story. It's rare that they're a part of the main story. If you're lucky, you'll get a real kind of full backstory behind a side character, but that's still pretty rare, pretty few and far between. And this makes sense for real life shows because those are actors. Those are different people that you're having to pay for all their time. While with cartoons, especially with The Simpsons, 30 different characters are all voiced by the same person. Yeah. You know, it's you're not having to pay a whole different person um, or anything of that nature. And so... They use this to their advantage, where they just had so many side characters, and they just kept adding side characters, and they became regulars, and they would show up all the time. But you would always have a robust side cast, robust secondary cast, um, Mo, Apu, Barney, Millhouse, Ned Flanders, on and on and on. All these characters were often in many, many of the episodes, if not all of the episodes for the season. Uh, all the different kids, you know, and many times you would f- follow their storyline. Like with Ned Flanders, Ned Flanders, the, the religious neighbor to Homer Simpson, throughout the entire run of the show, at least one episode every season or so, or at least an average of that, focuses on his life. And we have seen his... Uh, the change of his uh, profession from accountant or whatever to opening a left-handed store, a store for just stuff with left-handed people, to seeing his wife uh, die, to having him deal with mourning that loss and finding new love. Homer, no, not Homer. That's that's Homer's wife. Ned's wife died. Oh, 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 sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold to, up. To seeing him remarry, to only lose that uh, wife again because the character, the, the lady who voiced the character, actually passed away. You're getting life. so many spoilers right. to people. But who I mean, the, we've seen this scene. huge, huge story arcs for Ned. We know so much about Ned. That's true. And he's not the main character. Yeah. <laughs> but I can tell you a whole tragic story of his life. Um. <sighs> Oh, Gabigan says, I really like the episode where they find out that Homer is super smart. He just shoved a, shoved a crayon up his nose as a kid, and it kept him dumb. <laughs> That's true. That's one of the episodes. And he, when they take it out, he's really smart, but people don't like him, and he's not connecting with his kids as much, so he shoves the crayon back up in his head for his kid's sake. <laughs> it's really weird. It sounds very heroic. <laughs> 
Um, number three, bringing adult animation to the mainstream. So there had been adult themed animation before this. We had like Beavis and Butthead. Uh, technically, Rin and Stimpy <laughs> was supposed to be an adult thing, but they somehow started putting it with all the kids shows. Uh, Rin and Stimpy's not a kid show, guys. And it never I should have never should have been watched when we were little what? kids. Rin and Stimpy would never be given a Y seven now. Never. I mean. <laughs> Because kids these days are soft. <laughs> They're all snowflakes. They have to be handled with care. <laughs> oh, little cupcakes. So fragile. I said a snowflake. Uh, I was doing something else. Oh, my I'm, bad. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> can I not give my own allegories? I don't treat cupcakes Gracious. with care. <laughs> I destroy them and then eat them. But anyway, uh, <laughs> technically, I guess the, the Flintstones was the first like uh, primetime show that a lot of adults watched, but it was still made for kids. It did have aspects for adults, like most good cartoons do, but it wasn't really an adult-themed cartoon. It didn't deal with adult issues in the way that like The Simpsons and things do. And so this kind of paved the way for shows like Family Guy, American Dad, King of the Hill, which I love, Bob's Burgers, which I love. Have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? No. It's so good. King of the Hill, I really... King of the Hill is really good. I, yeah, King of the Hill. I really did like King of the Hill a lot. What? <laughs> Bobby? I probably only liked King of the Hill so much, though, because... like. That is the people I grew up with. <laughs> Those are my relatives. Those are my... It was based loosely off of my family. I'll tell you what, man. You first thing you know. Yeah. The next thing The Simpsons uh, changed about TV was the floating timeline. Yeah. How can The Simpsons go on for 30 plus years? Because the characters never get any older. It's not real. <laughs> they should all be. The only one who ages is Ned's wives. <laughs> the only ones who age. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right. And uh, let's see. Next up, pop culture comedy. So, so much of the comedy from this show was based on other pieces of pop culture, often in quick bursts of parody or a nod to something more universal used for extra laughs. So there was always like some sort of movie parody thing and they would change over time. The Fat Tony character, which is like the mob boss character mm -hmm. in the show. You know, originally was kind of more associated with the Godfather. And then later on, he was more associated with the Sopranos. You know, it, it changed with the times while still staying true to the original character in the show. Yeah. So there would always just kind of be this nod to whatever's popular in the world at that time. And right. That's fun. It's a fun thing. It's a fun thing that not a lot of sitcoms do. Uh, let's see. Last up, treating the audience as if they are smart. The Simpsons, for all its silly jokes and silly humor, is actually a pretty smart show. It doesn't dumb down their jokes unless that itself is a part of the joke. Despite the goofball antics, it has a lot of smart humor to it. They choose to avoid a laugh track, which we've talked about before, but that was very uncommon, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, to allow the audience to laugh without giving them cues. It is now more common to see shows without laugh tracks and new shows that feature them often struggle to find footing because they feel outdated. And this was a very early adopter of that format. 
of no laugh track. Like we talked about, it was a big deal for the office, but like Simpsons did that in the nineties in 1989 when they first launched, like, we're going to be funny. We're going to make jokes and you're going to laugh at it. And we're not going to tell you when to laugh. And that's exactly what happened. People Mm -hmm. found it hilarious and they didn't have to have that cue to do it. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that they've done, and I didn't put this on the list, but they've overstayed their welcome. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Now, like I, you know, I said, you know, they could have ended in season eight, and they could have, and it would have been a great run, and everyone would still love it. But my goodness, it's it's hard to watch today's Simpsons, and like I said, there's got to be an audience for it because it's still so popular. Mm-hmm. But I got to believe that that audience is younger people now. It is because I watch the show, and it feels like now. It's become such a meta comedy that all the references that they make are just references to older seasons of The Simpsons, not to pop culture and current things now. And are you already having an allergy attack? Yeah, What's going on over I am. I'm having an allergy attack. My <laughs> eyes are really, really itchy. <laughs> You're just really emotional over The Simpsons. I'm so I don't emotional. want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Simpsons, look, they just came out with an article saying that they've already been greenlit, I think, through season 34, and it still might keep going, and I think they're making another movie. They did finally make a movie. That was something that they that took forever. But uh, they only have the one, right? they only have the one. And that came out in, like, 2005. Uh, yeah, it was around there. Yeah, it was. It was uh, yeah, because Topher was, was a baby. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I am wearing a Homer Simpson shirt. The people on Twitch have noticed that. Woohoo! Can't get him in there. There's his head. You can see his head. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this is my favorite shirt. He also has a sign above him that says "Dope." But I thought, like, when I bought that sign for him, it was because it was like Homer Dope. says "Dope." Yeah. Uh huh. So you thought it said "Dope"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it like it looks like the Simpsons kind of like font and coloring and everything. It gives me Simpsons vibes. I've the, never thought about that, but it kind of does. The first time that I saw it, I was like, "Oh, the Simpsons! It, it's perfect!" And then I was like, "Wait, but it says dope." <laughs> Look, here's here's the wonder about the Simpsons. Okay, I wear this shirt. It's got you know, sure. Homer Simpson going woohoo. That's all it is. It says woohoo on the top. Anytime, every time I wear this out in public, like at a store, mall, anywhere else. Soccer game. 100% of the time, at least one person says, hey, that's a cool shirt. I've gotten more compliments on this shirt than anything I've ever accomplished in my life. (laughs) Just wearing this shirt has gotten me more love from strangers than anything I've purposefully done. And it is very sad. (laughs) But people love The Simpsons and they love this shirt. That is super sad. I don't get like with other shows. I'll wear, you know, I'll wear like Green Lantern shirt or I'll wear a Batman shirt or Star Wars. Whatever. Like you like Star Wars? What do you think of this? Blah 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 blah. I don't get that with this. I'm like, you like The Simpsons? What do you think of this? I got cool shirt, dude. Your shirt is awesome. That's what I get. That's all I get. No commentary on the show. They're just like, that's awesome. And I'm like, I don't know why. One day you need to be like. 
you know, people keep telling me that. Can you, ex- what is <laughs> Why do you from? like this? I don't know where this is from. Yeah. I have never seen I just, whatever this I, is. Somebody um, gave me this shirt for a gift. I have no idea. But I'm really bummed I didn't buy like four of them when I first bought this because you can't buy it anymore. And it's getting to the point. Can't. It's going to fall apart soon. And I'm just like, man. Of course you can't buy it anymore so because well. even Walmart knows that the <laughs> Simpsons. Walmart. Get out of here. Get out of here. I buy all my clothes at Walmart. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's all for this discussion on the sitcoms that are keeping the four of the top four of the top streaming services afloat. Now we wrap up all of our shows with Memory Verses. Mo, what do you got for us today? The Memory Verse for Monday, September 12th is Psalm 6610. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. The Memory Verse for Tuesday, September 13th is Psalm 135. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word, I hope. The memory verse for Wednesday, September 14th is Luke 6, 30. Give to everyone who begs from you and from one who takes away your goods. Do not demand them back. The memory verse for Thursday, September 15th is Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given who has been given to us. That's going to do it for the Back Row Morning Show this week. You have just heard episodes 509 through 512. We air our day. <laughs> we air our daily morning shows exclusively on LTN Radio. Thanks. We air our daily morning shows exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find the weekly podcast every Thursday afternoon by searching the Backroom Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. We'd also love a good review and five stars. And I know a lot of y'all haven't done it because we aren't getting any new reviews going on. So, you know. If you're feeling a little heavy weight of guilt for Do listening it. to our show for so long and not having given us a review, maybe, maybe. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. That's right. I'm actively working to make LTN my full-time job, but in order to do that, I need people who will join my partner team. I have a handful of awesome folks already who help support me in this ministry, and I'm extremely grateful and honored for all of them. And if you would like to join these amazing people, then please visit lovethynerd.com com slash radio mat or you can reach out to me directly love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible follow us on all the socials at the back row ltn and if you really want to get into the show even literally join us at backrowdiscord.com and watch along when we record on twitch.tv slash ltn on air once again i'm radio matt and i'm mo and if nobody else tells you we promise it's true jesus, jesus loves, loves you nerd, nerd. The Back Row Morning Show is proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The show is hosted and produced by Matt Coker and Megan Oaks. The show is edited by Matt Coker. Discord buds participate in the show through backrowdiscord.com. For more episodes, visit lovethynerd.com slash backrow.